Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. I'm transmitting live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Oh. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Welcome to the party. And Simon. How's it going, everybody? What we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. We're then going to uh, talk about each guest, give our opinions, talk about the talking points, this, that, and the next. Uh, but first, Kamar, how was your week? What a week, man. Before I get into it, I got I to gotta give a shout out to all the new listeners. Welcome and old listeners alike. And uh, so my new tradition now is to say what up to any new Patreons. They're part of the franchise. Uh, this week is no different. I'd like to say uh, what up to Nick Greenthumb. Welcome to the Patreon. What up, Nick? It seems like he's Jesus, like that's aggressive, stuff, eh? Simon. Well, it's his whole what up thing. <laughs> okay, I don't sorry. know. It's what weird. up, Nick? Uh, sorry, 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 sorry. This Nick, welcome. There you go. That's what more. up. Hello, yeah, Nick. Have you knew Abiento? Uh, this is my favorite name ever. Um, lost the password to old Patreon, yeah. so here's the new pledge. Esteban, my yeah. man. Welcome back, Esteban. The Miami Sound Machine. Thank you, Esteban. Uh, then, what um, up? Big shout out to Iggy. Just became a new Patreon. That's my dog. Iggy is a Patreon now? <laughs> I don't know. That's the name of my dog. That'd be crazy to be like, you want to support us. It was Simon's low, low pro way of supporting <laughs> yeah, the show. Very low key. Uh, Iggy, uh, you the one. And uh, last but not least, certainly Mitch Carpenter. Come on down to the fan chat. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody. guys. Welcome to the team. If we any, appreciate the shit out of you. If anyone wonders the Patreon, uh, you get the post, Joe, where we discuss after <laughs> uh, the normal episode what's going on in the world and stuff. And we also have a bunch of throwbacks, which now I realize... A bunch of them are banned episodes or taken down episodes. Well, not a bunch, but quite That's a few. That's what I was like saying, too. Dan McInnes, uh, Pete Johansson, so don't know why that. You get what I was saying now when I sent you no, that, right? No, absolutely, but some of those were the same one. I get it. They There's were repetitious the, news. That's what I was saying. My point, though, was like looking at that list, it seemed like it had tripled. But, uh, yeah, the Patreon, it's out there. Join the movement, become the franchise. Uh, I didn't have as crazy a week as last week with my uh, car chases. Nothing That's happened good. like that. But um, I want to give a shout to uh, the Glee Meat Market. You ever go there? Kirkman. They have one of the best uh, over-the-counter kebabs there is. Chicken wrapped in bacon with the marinade. No mushrooms because fuck mushrooms. Right, Eric? And uh, <laughs> over-the-counter kebabs as opposed to like black market kebabs? What no, are we talking as, about as opposed here? to just buying your own ingredients going oh, home and I making see. the gotcha. kebab. That, gotcha. I, I was wondering how to word that. So I uh, shout out to the Glee Meat Market. Obviously, we're another lockdown. Do you guys feel like we were in lockdown and they're locking down on top of the lockdown? There's a lot of lockdowns going on. I think they forgot we're But it's lockdown. not a lockdown, right? They called it something different. Oh, this is an emergency break. Out west is a circuit breaker. Whatever. And then uh, last night, I screwed up so bad. I was watching the Final Four. The first one was a blowout. I was like, oh, well. So you missed the barn burner. Gonzaga and UCLA. Yeah. I fell asleep. Woke up. Like, what? Like, that... Once in a lifetime, you wait to be part of that moment. And it's more exciting if you're in a bar or whatever, but... I would have loved to have 
watch the buzzer beater because those games are fast enough that you can sit there through the whole thing if that happens you're emotionally invested you know what i mean like the toronto win when Kyrie won. yeah anyways he's not even Kyrie. what's his name Kawhi. Kawhi. fun guy fun guy Kawhi. uh yeah lame week it is what it is simon how was your week my week was all right matt i feel like i'm living in the matrix um why is that i just in general i all the time now i just it's all too coincidental, you know? You know? Gotcha. Anyways, I had a couple of things I wanted to talk about. Um, this has nothing to do with your week? Do you just want to talk about stuff? You can incorporate it into your well, week, I'm this sure. is what I did during okay. my week. Oh, I fair enough. <laughs> research these three things. Oh, okay. Um, one was, have you ever heard the expression beyond the scope of science? I guess, yeah. Yeah, like I always just like, I heard that and I was like, yeah, beyond the scope of science, that makes sense. That's just science admitting that it doesn't understand. And every time there's something that science can't explain, they just say, we're not going to look at that. That is beyond the scope of science. Can you give just one example? I mean, I think I know what you're going to say, but... Um, Bigfoot is beyond the scope of science. Were you waiting for sure. something I, along the? I was. I wasn't. I wasn't going to go one. there. I was going to go like uh, ESP is beyond the scope of science. Remote viewing is beyond the scope of science. And well, I believe that's I, a cop out. I mean, I believe when they say that, what they're saying is it's not. Uh, are you talking about something that's not scientifically provable? You know, like, or or hasn't been in giant air quotes here scientifically proven. Well, no, what, okay. I, th I think there's a difference in what I'm saying between, what I'm saying is there's certain things that they're like, we can't quantify or test them. So like the, what's, the, what's my theory? The, uh, the simulation, you know what I mean? They're like, there's that's no, beyond the scope of science. That that's what I'm saying. Probably beyond the scope of science. Yeah. yeah. So, but Simon, are you saying that's usually a, when you, it's, it's a giant it's, cop out. Okay. Gotcha. It's a giant cop. out. Okay. It's how a scientist will shut down something they don't understand. They'll call you racist right away or something. Yeah, or they'll say... Uh, <laughs> but no, no but you, you know what I mean. We're in this, uh, they don't call you racist. racist. If you say, I'm not racist, then you, you're now in a different... You're a Nazi. Gotcha. You're gotcha. a Nazi. Is, you know? there, thank a you. science Nazi. Um, the other thing was... Uh, oh, yeah. Just really quickly. I was watching a thing on blue whales. Uh -huh. um, and it just got me thinking, like, here's this creature that comes up to the top First of all, it's a mammal that yeah, lives breathes, in the water. It breathes air. It comes yeah. up to the top. It takes this breath through its blowhole. Mm -hmm. Remember, too, it's the size of like... Buses. Oh, way bigger. Way bigger than that. I it's, said buses. Anyways. Yeah, okay. Um, well, yeah, yeah, I guess you didn't specify the amount of buses. <laughs> 20 buses. Then it goes back down into the air quotes ocean... For 30 minutes. What do you mean air quotes ocean? Kamar, not for 30 minutes. Space, for three for hours. For like hours. Sorry, but why sorry. did you air quotes ocean? Because he thinks that might be space. Okay. Because there's something going on in the ocean. I'm not sure what it is. From but we now call on, it the it ocean. The so it doesn't just, okay, fine. Well, they also call uh, the uh, pyramids 10,000 years, and we know that might not be true. So, But they're still called the pyramids. He doesn't go the pyramids. I think you do. What do you say um, it depends on what I'm talking about. <laughs> Anywho. Ancient um, civilizations. Yeah. Then it just goes down there and lives with that one breath of air in the ocean. Okay. That's so, a lot of air quotes. So I was just thinking to myself, like, that is amazing, right? This is this unbelievable um, creature feat yeah. that this creature does. And that's just only one of numerous amazing things like that. Just that happened in the ocean, 
air quotes. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, we accept that because that is within the scope of science, right? Like we can quantify that this thing takes this giant breath of air and then just goes down and lives its life underwater. If you were to hear that without knowing that that was possible, you would just assume that that was magic or a lie or whatever, because it just seems too crazy to be true. There's this giant animal that needs a breath of air that can swim around uh, without air for a long time. Well, no, it has. It's not without air, and like, it, no, no, it has air because okay. it took the breath. I'm just, I'm just pointing out, like, if I told you that a human held his breath for 24 minutes underwater, you'd also assume that was a lie too, though. Right? I would. Yeah. Um, I'm just again reinforcing this idea that a giraffe. Before mm -hmm. you see a giraffe seems like something that couldn't possibly exist. Mm -hmm. Is this beyond the scope of science or is this? What no, I th what these I, two this seems very post Joey. To, uh, what, what I think it was sort of crazy is that, um, no, this is his week. I'm sure this, <laughs> this is my week. Some way. Uh, both the giraffe and the whale are mammals and so are we. So actually we have crazy similarities. Is that crazy? I guess that more, is also crazy. More so than a reptile or an amphibian or this well, sort of thing. I just think that any creatures that... Do, it doesn't matter that's a, that it's a mammal breathing. It. I, I just... These <laughs> things are miraculous and they're totally overlooked because, oh yeah, that's just how that works. Eh, whatever. Agreed. Well, my question to you then, Simon, is do you, do you wonder if the blue whale looks at us and is like, look at him just up there breathing? I wish I knew, like when Joe was talking this week, just to relate it back to this podcast that we do, uh, Joe was talking this week about dogs and what they feel with during that fucking clusterfuck of an Eric Weinstein episode. What he thinks, um, he doesn't know. But I, I'm just I'm just saying, Kamar, it's like we have no idea, right? Who knows what a dog is? Maybe a dog is composing poetry when it's looking up at the well, sky. I think when a dog smells a certain ass, it's like, that is beautiful. I love that smell. I, I think Kamar does we'll, the same. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get wow. into it. Wow. And then, yeah, I mean, my last thing was about aliens, but I see Matthew is getting... Uh, no, I just so try I'll to keep. Listen, listen, wait, listen, wait. listen, listen. The show is called the Joe Rogan Experience. I ask everyone experience. how their week is. Sorry, yes, thank you. I ask everyone how their week is. More in like a passing, just quick. You know, <laughs> if you had a Kamar, you got chased by a Guyanese boxer story. Should that's wonderful. Sure. The rest of it seems very post gotcha, Joey. Something. Gotcha. It's, it's not yeah, even no, a knock. No, I, I love no, you to death. No and problem, oh, that's no. the thing. My bike got stolen. So that's what that video was. What, 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 what a cryptic weirdo. I had to, I said to Mary, I was like, I assume Kamar's bike got stolen. Yep. And she was like, that's what you're getting from this video. And I wanted to create it into art. I want to turn my, you want to turn that into an NFT? Because I, wow. I didn't even think about that. Human <laughs> emotion as I, an NFT. I was the idiot that didn't lock my bike up and put it away. I thought it was too cold for fucking fuckers to be walking no. around alleys. No. And you watch the guy, he goes to the garbage and then, oh, what? Oh, free bike. <laughs> I guess someone, someone left this in this. the garbage. A piece of shit. And so, yeah, I, I had to share with people. I'm sorry. I'm so that, sorry. That's not part of my week. I have two great bike thief stories real quick. First of all, when I lived in Toronto, I bought my bike off a bike thief that I knew. So everything is karma at the end anyway. Karma's going to get but, you. But this guy. is the best. So I buy this bike off him for 10 bucks when I drunk, and I use it to get to work for like a couple of months. No lock? No, never. Because I'm like, I know the local he bike bought it for $10. I also bought it for 10 bucks, as Simon said. So I used to just leave it in between my house. Now, one night, um, I come home super hammered, and I go to bed, and I wake up the next day, and I'm like, fuck, I'm late for work. I run down to grab my bike. It's not there. So devastated. So I run to the corner to catch the TTC. And I'm sitting there so hungover, and I look across the street at the sacks, and my bike is sitting there. 
I just left it at the sacks all night. I guess oh, hammered. Oh, I thought you were like, should I go? So I just casually walk up and take it. Get okay. my bike back before the guy who stole it. Well, that's it. So then the second story is one night it actually got stolen. And I was really bummed. Same bike. Same bike. Yeah, it actually got stolen. And who rolls up to the park on it? My bike thief buddy. I was like, dude. He goes, <laughs> he sold it, stole it. Well, that's he gave it back to me though. No, no, he gave that. it back to me straight up. He goes, I'm so sorry, bro. I forgot. That's a real entrepreneur. Yeah. The, the, what, what's sorry about this bike I won in a comedy competition. Oh, that's so sad. So it was like the only thing I had to show. Oh. And I it was like the belt buckle in uh, like, it, it Did you lock bike. it up? No, he's saying that. I did not. I'm at fault. But I always had visions of my man cave and having that when I retired hanging from the ceiling. And now, now that piece of shit has it. And he doesn't even know the fucking. sold for crack and <laughs> down the line or something. How's your week, buddy? Um, I don't know. Short because, uh, you know, long weekend. Did you take a haul off that thing and have a cough? I mean, I cough in general. Like, oh, I don't have healthy have a lungs. Wicked hit to it that it does that. Occasionally, I find you'll get a bad hit where it's like, a, I don't know raunchy. whether it's like too hot or something. I don't know what the fucking deal is. Interesting. Uh, my week was uh, nothing to report. Nothing to report. Let's oh, get into it. Oh, one last thing. Sorry. Yeah, please. I got uh, top shots. I woke up two in the morning. Yeah, you got a Couldn't pre-order? Sleep. I got a pre-order. Nice. How does that work? So the pre-order. took my money. Yeah, you're going to wait two weeks from the pre-order date, and they're going to give you the pack in your thing. Wow. I'm yeah. in the game. I'm in the game. Oh, you know what? Little update, too, Kamar. So that day where I was sitting here trying to buy that pack, and it wouldn't let me, and I was like, remember, I was you were like, oh, you look hurt. You look. So I actually emailed them, even though everyone online is like, their customer service is non-existent, don't bother. I emailed them, and like a month later, like two days ago, I got an email back from them. Saying like, sorry, we took so long. You're too busy counting money. Yeah. Over there. <laughs> yeah, the money counters are running twenty four seven. No, they actually hit me up and they were like, sorry, this took so long to get back to you. We're gonna investigate this in the next week or two, and if we conclude that you were eligible but couldn't get one, we'll give you a chance to buy that pack because they reserve a certain amount. Wow. So there you go, a little happy story at the end. I also spent my fucking six hundred dollar Dapper account this week on buying cards. So I'm buying moments now. I'll explain it later on the post. We'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. No, oh, I was going to say, if I'm not allowed to talk about aliens. No, I, I, I cut it off. No, I, listen, yeah, I yeah. cut it off. Fair Kamar, point. please go over Fair the point. guests if you don't mind. Uh, what a week we had. What a week we had. Always a week at Joe Rogan. What a week we had this week. Uh, we start off with uh, 1626, the most famous mountain climber we all know, Alex Honhold. I think he should. It's Honhold. I don't care what the fuck it is. He uh, should change it to handheld. No, it's ham. Ham. Because he. Okay, yeah. His handholds. Followed up by. One of the greatest wrestlers of all time, unbeknownst to me, 1627, Dan Gable, who was called a successful alcoholic. And then we had uh, 1628. <coughs> I don't know if it's objectively or subjectively the worst episode ever of these two together, in my opinion. I don't know. Might be the worst episode ever. And then we uh, finish off with 1629, give a girl a break, Laura Beats. Bites. I don't even know. He messed up her name and I was confused what it was. Oh, I can't wait for you to shit all I over her anyway. I can't, I can't wait for you to shit all over like her regardless. Nah. Oh, this is going to be tough for you. After the whole Joe dug for himself in the wine scene episode, it was like, hey, all guests get a break now. Joe got no break. Listen, Joe questioned Jamie on his fucking Googling ability during that episode, which I was just like, I might have to turn this off. I was like, I legitimately might have to In the stop Laura right one about Dizzy World. Yes. No, no, I, I, I don't know what's wrong with him. Or, uh, for actually, before also, I, hold on. I was like, thank and praise our Lord and Savior, Joe Rogan, without none of this would be possible before whatever we say we're going to say. I just had to say that caveat. 
Oh, listen, if you're new, we obviously like Joe Rogan. We do a podcast where we review his. I and- like him the most. This <laughs> <laughs> fucking guy. Like, we're never getting oh, on there. So whatever Kumar, base you, you think are you're the covering. Best. Oh, you I'm, are the I'm best. not saying it to get on the show. I just, I want my criticism to be known that it's out of adoration. And I've been listening to him for 10 years without this. You know what I mean? Sure. I cannot live without him. No matter what faults or what transgressions transpire gotcha oh that's simon i thought that was the dog um all right well let's uh let's rate it simon we'll start with you you're gonna have to do your own math this week that's unacceptable matthew is it yeah um i am going to rate it a just total dead air i mean this is might be the worst week of Joe Rogan in Joe Rogan history. I can't remember. It, it gets a point five. The thought crosses this my week mind. gets a point five. I have never rated a week that low. Like check back. This is ridiculous. <laughs> you're now questioning. You're like Simon. Why do you even do this show? Yeah. Why are you wasting your time? <laughs> like I don't know, guys. I mean, I'm I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm still going to give it a four. <laughs> what? No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. I, I don't go low ball like you guys, but uh, it's like it's like a 1.5. What am I going to give it? Okay. Uh, and there's a number of criteria that makes that possible. Carry the one. <laughs> Minus 4.1. Oh. No, I honestly, oh. I mean, I can't give the week more than like a, a one realistically. And like, it's fine. There's There's going to be bad weeks. Um, the humanity. This one was just extra bad. Like the guests that should have been good struck out. The rest of the guests we were bound to hate. There, there are some actual moments though. There are some little. I mean, listen, we're going to talk about it, obviously. But I just, you know, if you're listening, you know, you could have done something else. <laughs> and it's and it's interesting because of the um, diversity of our audience. There are people who don't listen at all uh, and only listen to us just as um, oh, what's happening over in that world. Yeah, I'm not sure there's a ton, but I definitely know there's some there's for some. sure. Yeah. There's some people who listen as we do and sort of come into listening to this episode, uh, hearing every episode, so they have their own idea and know exactly what we're talking about. Because I always worry about uh, telling a story or something or, or trying to speak about something on the podcast that someone hasn't heard or they're going to hear because they haven't heard it all. And so I don't want to like necessarily, uh, what's it called? We you put something in someone's head. The you make it predetermined uh, what it's going to be. Everyone should find out for themselves. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, there's some, sure. Like us, though, there was always episodes that you never would have listened to back in the day. Like, Dan Gable never would have gotten my time before we did this show. I think by accident I would have heard that, but I don't think I would have listened to any of these episodes. Well, Eric, of course, I would have listened to Weinstein, yeah. The rest. Yeah. No bueno. No, I agree. Like Hamhold. Like, did you climb another mountain without ropes? Is that what you did, Alex? Well, well, oh, you didn't okay. even do that. <laughs> Let's get into it. Okay. He's uh, Alex Hamhold is um, thirty-five years old. Do you want to give the number first? Uh, sorry, that's uh, Alex Hamhold. It's Hanold. <sighs> Can't let me have my fun. Sixteen twenty-six. Third time on. Yeah, I believe third it is time his third time. Thirty-five years old. From uh, Sacramento, California. Now, you have to love him, right, Simon? Because he's such a stoner. 
Simon hates this guy. Hold on, hold on a second. But he 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 hates people who don't like weed. I'm, more. I'm going to give a caveat to this week just before we start. I know Kamar already did, but I don't want to be the guy. I <laughs> like that's not the role I want. He's a Simon this, Cowell <laughs> on this show. You know what I mean? It, it it really wasn't. I am supposed to be the Uber fan. If we were laying out roles, Simon Uber fan, I like. I really don't want to do this. And for the... Is your argument, though, hold on. I just want to cut you off real quick. Is your argument that the guy, you were last to the party and you think you're a bigger fan? Oh, yeah. I just think if you go back and look at the first... I think he's got a bigger heart than ...chunk of episodes, I did the most defending of Joe. Okay, fair enough. That was what I was getting at. I don't care whether I'm a bigger Uber fan than you Why would you? We're adults. Like, I really could care less. I'm um, the biggest. You are the biggest, Kamar. You are the biggest. I Absolutely. Know I know what you're trying to say. This is not the role I've wanted to take on. And for the 6, 7, 20 people who listen out there, I'm sorry. Like, but. This is the preemptive. I'm not a racist. Yeah, man. But like this is with all due respect. Like my mother taught me, and then you can say anything you want. This was, okay, first of all, this was the biggest horseshit week ever. But no, Kamar, to answer your question as eloquently as I can, I fucking hate Alex Handhold. This guy is a fucking moron. And this is what bothers me the most, okay? Joe sits there talking to this guy, super logical. Everything's great. They're having a great conversation. He sounds totally sane. He sounds like a normal say fair I just like hanging out type of guy. And then he's hanging over cliffs with no ropes. My point is, guys, at any point in the next from now until this guy falls off a mountain, Joe could be on the podcast saying, I have really bad news, guys. Alex Hanhold fell off a mountain. Like, he's not normal in any regard. This is the equivalent of a flat earther. <laughs> I'm not, guys, it is. How so? Because, you know, you're talking to somebody and you're like, yeah, we share all the same viewpoints. I love what you're saying. Uh, oh, you're a flat earther? See, ya. it's the same thing with this guy. As soon as you should find out that he's up there on cliffs with no ropes, he should lose all credibility in everybody's mind. Sorry. Full stop. Um, I think there might be a problem when you're the best in the world at something that you're you're put up on a bit of a pedestal. I'm the best in the world at doing something totally unnecessary and stupid and reckless. And yeah, like, but he's sponsored by North Faith. He's sponsored <laughs> by Rivian. He's sponsored by That's Queens. an even bigger problem to me. Like, they might as well be sponsoring suicide. Because that's what this guy is. He's suicidal. But the thing is, what he, he clarified in this, he's, he's never just free climbed anything. They always go up with ropes, and then he free climbs it. So... He's got some... If he is what does on, that mean? They go up with yeah, ropes yeah. so they could fall off, and yeah. then he'll go up without a rope. Yeah. So well, he, he has to... Try, he has to but whatever... If he, now, if he goes up his on something, never. No you're, ropes. You're just, just climbing. You're just climbing. You're just minding your own business, climbing, concentrating really hard, and for one second, you daydream about your dog pissing on the front. You're dead. Can we guess what Alex Arnold's last word is going to be? That looks like a good hold. <laughs> 
<laughs> or thought. I mean, he's got to die mountain climbing, right? He has to have accepted his mortality. Like, he has to know every time he goes up there, there's a really good chance he's going to die. Because if he were to retire, because like, he's physically unable to climb mountains, what's his residence? You know what I mean? He's got to die climbing, I think. It's almost romantic or poetic. Well, I want to see the numbers. Like, is it like squirrel suiting? You know what I mean? Like, they all end up... Like, who is the guy that's always on here? Way more squirrel... Andy Stump? Yeah, you know how he was like, all of my friends have died, and that's why he had to stop, because he was like, they just... It's like a, an, an inevitability. I wonder what the numbers are for... It's uh, got to be the same for, for the free solo it, guys. It has <clears throat> to be. So, sorry, I ranted for a little while. What, like... Tell me, tell me what you think of Alex Hanheld. Um, yeah, thank you for changing his name for me. I think, like I said, I, I think he's been put up on too much of a pedestal. So he thinks anything that he thinks is just like genius. And he's afforded all these opportunities because like he says stuff and then Joe like, oh no, you're wrong there or whatever. Like, oh, oh am I or whatever? Um, like one, one instance was when he was talking about his anti-opinion of cryptocurrency was that, well, that causes enough energy. Not thinking about how much energy it takes to print paper and yeah, to do, any, those in a to truck do anything. To carry them yeah, to something. But he's just made these decisions like that you can tell that he hasn't really thought through, but I'm Alex Honnold. How could I be wrong? My question was more what do you think of him risking his life so stupidly all the time? It's it, as long as he's not putting anyone else's life in danger, he can do whatever he wants. I mean, that's I mean, Simon, like, so can a flat earther, yeah. But, but Simon, like, hear me out like, think about someone like Dale Earnhardt Jr., like, he watched his dad die in a fiery crash on the track. So, you could argue that, like, his, his um, vocation is just as dangerous, maybe not as because there are certain protocols in place. Um, but you know what I mean? Like he still races cars and it's still how he makes his money. And we don't look at that as like this fucking idiot. I don't know. I'm, I'm just. And I, I'd put that in the same care category as risk. I would put it in the same category, just like you said, Matt, as like a um, squirrel suit there. And I'm like, why? Why? Why would you ever risk your life doing that? Well, here's the thing. Though, like, there's zero payoff like in the real world. Well, again, if you're, let's say you're the best squirrel suit in the world and you're making like, I don't know, $10 million a year through sponsorship and like videos and stuff, you know, some would argue, again, it's not like they're first timers going out there. There's obviously a calculated risk that I think, I, I, I think what I'm saying and I think Kamar's backing is that there's calculated risk in a lot of these insane. He should be uh, 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 admired or revered. Like you should be like, wow, this guy exists. As, uh, can the I greatest fencer you don't care about, but they're the greatest fencer. Can I throw him a bone, Simon? I'll say this: like we brought crab fishing up last week, and like you know, let's say there was no um, what's that show? The deadliest catch. We never know about those guys. There's no fame in that. It's just for a little bit of cash, and you would argue not even that much. And those guys are still out there doing it now. At least, at least with handhold, you can say. Uh, Oh, I said I didn't say handheld. I said handhold, but close. That's I, I his think handhold. No, it's handled. I think at least with him, he's famous from it, right? So you could say like he's risking his life, but he's gained. I look at it kind of the same way, Maddie, as um, you know those videos of those guys on top of the buildings. Yeah, like 
that's probably not good that that exists. I know people like watching them, but it probably does more damage than it does. Well, good. it's not good that they get millions of views and make money off those videos. Well, no, and there are kids going out and trying it because they see it online and hurting and dying. And like, I look at that the same way as this dumb, dumb climbing up mountains with no ropes. Again, I have nothing against mountain climbing. If you want to go out there and climb those mountains it, with no help, like no help from any ropes at all, right? Meaning it, there's no leverage pulling you. But if you fall, you're not going to die. No problem. Pay him all the money in the world. I think it's amazing. I just, I don't understand why we're glorifying this suicide. That's what we're doing. We're glorifying a guy who... He, he's pretty much, he wants to kill himself. It's just a matter of when. Because he's the best. No, all of the people who do free climbing, Kamar, all, all people who climb without ropes. Would you jump out of a plane without a rope? Well, somehow he's... Or without he a parachute. This is going to take... That's the best, if that was a new sport. Just jump out of a plane. <laughs> With a like, rope? You had a MacGyver something out of that rope? Every one of a thousand yeah. somehow miraculously survives. You've you got know? you've you're, got about a minute and a half, buddy. You're the best at jumping out of planes. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just saying. But Simon, can I also point out, like, Travis Pastrana jumped out of uh, a plane wearing just um, board shorts. Yeah, and that's fucking... And had to recover the parachute from someone else. No, someone jumped down with him, and they, like, like hooked on each other, and, and then he pulled the chute. Even God, that so is different, Maddie. There's a whole maybe they gave him the crew of people around this guy while he's doing that stunt to save him in case something goes wrong. Alex Hanhold is up there by himself. Like, it's just... Really, guys, it's just a matter of time until he slips, until he falls and dies, and Joe is doing a very different interview. I do, I do believe that's his fate. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. He's most likely going to, you know, or or like Kamar said, he he becomes the next CBS, you know, rock climbing takes off, and he's the next CBS. Well, this is what I was interested in. So he started, the reason he's on, and this is where my only qualm was was on, is that he, has he a new on podcast. Pat McAfee. He, no, but he's doing the circuit. I get it, yeah. So I like Joe to have a little exclusivity. Like, oh, if you're doing a bunch, you don't need me. Yeah. But he likes him, so he'll help him. But uh, since he has his own podcast, he never has to go on Joe Rogan again. He doesn't have to, I don't think. But the purpose of the podcast was to promote the Olympics. Yeah. And give a big background to people about climbing stuff. Now, do you think, had he been in his prime, I guess he's in a prime, I don't know, Mount Climbers, would he have been too good for the Olympics? Or would he want I don't think to... he competes in any of these. Uh, he's not. But I, I I, feel like he would have been like, oh, that's that's exploiting the sport. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to climb. He's a weed head, so he can't, he can't go in anyway. Well, that was a... Do you guys remember Ross Rebigliati? Yeah, Ross Rebigliati, yeah. That was the best day. Eh? The... Had his gold medal stripped for smoking weed and then reinstated. But that was the first time snowboarding was... Ever in the Olympics. In the Olympics. Yeah. And then, of course, the Canadians. And right away, Canadian, were yeah. getting stoned. And the, the Italians. He was, was an Italian rock climber that got busted for cocaine. I, I just think that's a riot. They're like, there are little interesting stories. I'm, with, with the my, uh, rock climbers. I'm not saying there aren't. Or, I'm just coming up with the content, or we can just shit on him. My brother in law owns a rock climbing gym, and he listened to this one right away and called me, and he was like, this fucking guy. Is this fucking guy? That's all well, we got. He, his beef was just like, he's like, this guy doesn't compete in any of these. He shouldn't be the commentator. They're only grabbing him because he's the only like world the big, renowned. That's it. And I, I said that to him. I was like, listen, you know, most people can only name one architect. 
in the world, if that. Could you name one, a famous architect? Blank away, right. I, that's exactly what I knew you were going to say. And that's everyone's. Hey, yeah, name one. And that's the one Dude, everyone. <laughs> Gary. You could name a bunch. <laughs> Gary. The full name, which no, is Rob. Bob Rob Steve. Y, I believe. That was really okay, Jesse. fine. But you know what I mean? Like, the point is the same thing with rock climbers. And I was like, dude, you got to, you know, that's how it's going to be. I just, to me, when I saw him come on, I I knew he had a podcast, but I thought there's no way this is all. Like, he has to have climbed another. Something. There was some, something of, he saw Bigfoot when he's on top of a. Something. Or, something or a UFO or he saw a UFO drop Bigfoot into no the deep ocean while he was climbing. Honest. Something. That would be a big problem for me if Han holds something. <laughs> <laughs> I would really like pull the strings of Simon in two directions. But yeah. if anyone had an opportunity to hear or see something, it'd be him, right? Because Bigfoot. Well, no, because he's to, always got his back to what's the. What's that white thing on the rock? No, he'll just hang there for a while, I think, when a, a toe's uh, hold is he, just so groovy. He does. That, <laughs> a toe hold is just so groovy. But th- you know what? I. I still believe I'm in not, Bigfoot. I'm not. He doesn't get any more of my fucking brain power, this dum dum. Okay, so he says ice holds are lame, but snow camping is cool. Like he 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 just he just he's just Alex Honnold. Yeah, that's the problem. What about when he talked about which I didn't realize I knew that the um animals in that part of South America are more similar to the ones from Africa? Do you remember and, him talking about that? Similar to what? The ones from here? The chunk of Africa was once in South America. Before Pangaea. You, you know more than I do. And that split apart. And there's animals there that are more similar to be from there. Well, than- that makes sense. And that's probably why there are certain cultures that are very similar as well. And that would explain the like the Olmec heads, you know, the giant. That's what uh, Joe brought yep. up. Well, that's what Joe brought up. That's the pieces that Joe and I still share in common. Wow. You were the one that started the prep. It sounds like you're, you've given up. But that's crazy over that period of time that the animals are still... Because Pangea didn't start... Uh, the, the separation of the continents wasn't in three weeks. Oh, right? no. It was three and a half weeks. Three and a half million weeks. Or three <laughs> yeah. and a half billion it was a, weeks. It was a long time. And then the, the animals aren't fully extinct. I thought that was interesting. Um, should he just have Bear Gillis on? Because he's a disdain for him. Joe does. Bear Gillis? What's Bear name? Grills. Who cares? <laughs> Barry Gillis. That's what I heard. And he looked at me like, I have to know who Barry Gillis is. You, you knew. And I was, I was on it. I was like, what the fuck is <laughs> Bear Grills? Yeah. Alex defended him. Well, you see, that's where, like you were saying, Alex Hanhold, he's a, he, he's like a, an authority on things. Why is he an authority on anything? Exactly. He's well, he a guy admit- who dangles from a cliff. Fuck Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls is a fucking liar, and uh, he was faking his show for a long time. But maybe Joe gets him on there, and he gets an understanding. I thought Bear Grylls was a... uh, (laughs) Bear Grylls? He's an SAS or something. Former, I believe. He has some sort of like training. training Yeah, Yeah, but Joe's Joe's like trained by the British. Pussy. Would you guys stop for tea time? Nobody's saying he wasn't qualified to do the show. What they were saying was he was pretending like he was sleeping outside for seven days when really he was hanging out during the day and then going and sleeping in a hotel at night and then coming out to do the show. Which sounds like most of television. The problem is Joe Joe has the confirmation bias where he wasn't even listening to Hanold, because Hanold said, listen, he started off doing his show legit and then realized that it wasn't worth it. Almost like the rope, Simon. 
Yeah, no, no, no. I agree, man. Putting the crew through the uh, yeah, like he was like, "There's no point in doing this if we can just if we can present it in a way that's just as good." Well, now he just brings out celebrities and makes them yeah do yeah a day. So perfect. If that's what he wants the show to be, I have no problem with that. My point was just it's you know I I it was one of those things where like. Harold was like, I was with him last week. He explained it to me, and Joe was like, "No, trust me, that guy's a piece I know of shit. what happened." Trust me. <laughs> but what were they talking about? That was the bigger um, butting of heads because this was the beginning of the. Uh, well, I don't know because my biggest week. problem was he was going to say David Blaine bought me a phone, and it took an hour for him to actually finish the story because I got so lost about it. All over the place. It was about- David Blaine who bought him the phone. I never even got that. I wonder how David Blaine gives you a gift. He's like, "Hold on." Let me drink a bunch of water. And then just like, yeah, it's, yeah starts regurgitating like, do you, the gift. Yeah. Hold you, on, hold on, hold on. Do, do you hear something ringing inside you, Matt? Stick <laughs> exactly. your hand yeah. up your asshole. <laughs> feel around. Yeah. What's do up Do you feel there? a vibrating? Oh, yes. That's a phone with my name yeah. on it. Meet me oh. in the operating room of the hospital yeah. for four hours. Ta-da. Ta-da. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking David um. Blaine. They just That's how he proposed to his wife. He regurgitates a ring. <laughs> like 17 goldfish come up and the ring. I'm sorry, a frog? Yeah. Sorry, oh, not that. Yeah, not sorry, that. Sorry, sorry. The frog. They're all alive, baby. None of them were Hold on. in the making of this proposal. Even better, he regurgitates a frog and it regurgitates the ring. That would Take be, me. That would be perfect. But that's, I, that's really meta. As he's telling the David Blaine story... Joe's like, well, did you want to buy you the phone? Like, he felt like he sort of forced the phone on him. It was like, that's not very nice if someone just to buy you a phone. Like, he has something over you. It was just weird. Joe was offended on Alex's behalf that Blaine big-timed him with an iPhone. I didn't get any of that. I was lost by the story. We'll see you on the Reddit board, kids. Um, Ashley Judd, TMP. Okay, what does TMP mean? Oh my God, is this? You a, there's no way you're serious right now. There's no fucking oh, way you just said me. what sorry, is sorry, TMP. Sorry, sorry. And you know what? He didn't even ask it in a fun or like inquisitive way. He asked it like a total fucking asshole. Like he, him, oh. he said to you, like, "What's TMP? Like I'm supposed to fucking know you Your piece thing. of shit." You're, he's supposed to know Mocha and TMP. Those are the only things yeah. he has to know. This what fucking mean. guy. Listen, man, I invent a lot of acronyms. It's hard to keep Holy things straight. Fuck. All right. Yes, what the too fuck much, is TMP? Too much, too much philanthropy. Maybe I'm sorry, you should Matt, be in the I Congo thought, trying to build schools for kids. Hold, hold on a second. In my own defense, Matthew, yeah, okay. Kamar talks about a lot of stuff that I, are words and letters that I have no idea. They're rappers and granted. Little, little Nas DMX. Okay, and like, granted. I just don't know, man. But you didn't give that one any time, and you were literally just... A bit salty, but that's okay. We'll give you a pass on that one. Because you're right. Kamar does talk a lot of fucking nonsense. When they were talking about Ashley Judd, broke her leg in Congo, almost lost it. Like, what do you... Just send the money, girl. You, you, you know what I mean? This, oh, I mean, we've had this talk movie, with Justin Wren. The song, whatever. Yeah, I think Justin Wren, though, could, like... He's more able than Ashley. I guess I'm sexist there. Well, how do you feel about, like, the comedians going over to do the NSO tours and stuff? That's fine. As long as, as long as they're doing that, not like clearing mines or something. Like, stay in your lane. They have Gilbert Gottfried out there. Like, Why am I out here? He's on no, point, I sniper. Mean, you saw that Louis one. Like, the, people get shot at. Things can happen, you know? I wonder if anybody's, a celebrity has ever been hurt on one of those... Uh, USO tours? Do you call yeah. it an NSO? I don't know what I called it, Matt. More letters. <laughs> like, well, it's funny. I'm sorry. Fuck. Alex, Alex, ass. I wonder if anyone else, any other celebrities almost lost their leg uh, trying to help people out. 
and obviously he's got the best Google in the world there. Couldn't bring it up, so we know our answer. Uh, our hearts and prayers to... Um, I love how he thought that another celebrity might have nearly lost their leg in the Congo, but it went under the radar. Oh, Ashley Judd. I didn't hear um, about Will Smith. It is strange that he doesn't like bubbles, eh? Who? Alex. Doesn't like like blowing bubbles? No, he le- doesn't like carbonated drinks. Oh. Remember Why Joe? Joe he Off- just didn't want the CBD drink. He didn't want to screw up his climbing? Well, yeah. yeah. That was very interesting. He, Not he, too. He doesn't smoke weed. He, sort of, I, he must. No, he wouldn't take the CBD drink. Because he was like, it doesn't, it's not going to fuck it. There's no Yeah, weed. why do you think he smokes weed? Because he just said dude every three oh, seconds. Okay. He that lives, is a he huge. Lives, um, he lives in a van on the coast of Oregon. Yeah, like, that dude like is. Weed. Oh, okay, fine. I'll meet you there. But I, you know, I think he's one of those like straight edge natural hippies. Like, I watched um, Dazed and Confused last night. Yeah. And I got to tell you guys, yeah. I belong in that. Like, I was born, uh, I guess, like, 12, 13 years too early. No cell phones. Yeah, no too cell late. Phone. Too late. Too late. Too late. Sorry. No, like I, I truly, truly, truly believe that. I I just missed the mark by a teeny little bit. So you would rather be like 54 right now? Yes, correct. Okay. Interesting. Very odd. I mean, I don't want to be 54 because I'm 40 whatever, you know. But you think but... you should be Joe's age is what you're saying? No, I just, yeah, I think, I guess it would, is that right? Would that have put me in that right time? Well, 12 years plus, you said 12 years plus. I want to be like. Uh, what are you born in 65? 18. No, you want to be born 70. You want to be born in 60. Yeah, I want to be even earlier than that. I want to be like my parents' age, but they wasted it. Because you want to be 18 and 69 or, or around that 67 when everything's popping off. You don't want to be too young. Right. And too old to look down on it. But why? What character do you think you play in. In Dazed and Confused. All of them. All of them? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like a conglomeration <laughs> yeah. of all of them. Because I was like, I definitely see you as that redheaded chick for sure. Well, get that fuck out. Oh, that's not very nice. Well, his hair when he was young was... Um, I think it's just, I think it's just uh, as we'll say, the next guest, uh, the good old days. It's just a simpler time. Was with Life is stimulating enough with everything we've added now. Um... No, I just assumed all rock climbers were stoners. Like that, that was a prerequisite. Which guys think he's straight edge as fuck, eh? Well, you're definitely not high while you're rock climbing because... Well, again, not without ropes. Not without ropes, exactly, Matt. You cannot take a fucking chance. And I was thinking about, you know how they got busted for the Coke? The Italians? Yeah. yeah. So just that, get that visual in your head. You, they're like up halfway pulling out their thing, doing a couple of bumps, you know? <laughs> the bald eagle comes and steals the bag. <laughs> hey, come back here with my cocaine. That's my worst Italian ever. Um, how do they know that we got reduced to 7,000 people? I think it's uh, an estimate. But how do they estimate that? I, I mean, I don't know. And then Jamie added it might have been only 40 people who were actually able to breed. That's insane. I eh? imagine the do you, human do you race them talking about that? I'm, I'm not making this to up. forty people. If they if it had gotten back down to zero, then do you have to start from like amoeba again? You, you know what I'm saying? Well, you saying you start is off. Does it start over again? Yeah, there's then, no one yeah, to start. The matrix just fucking flips the switch at that point. But when you have forty people, you have a real excuse to fuck. Yeah, we, we gotta get back. Well, Listen, lady, I don't know what you want from me. I'm yeah, sorry, we there's no this. way those people know they're the last people. Like the world's a really big place. There were no telephones or that we know of. I mean, that's a good point. But 
you know, by my logic, they. Would but that also explains the Kamars. Like, how do you the know there's seven thousand people? You have to get someone to walk the Earth. Well, the with, to do a quick head would, count. The aliens would tell them there that. was a group of people that thought they were, but two thousand kilometers away, there was a roaring civilization just going on. Who knows? On oh, two thousand miles away back then was that was you know ten years. My most interesting thing is when he talks about solar flare. Maybe all the electricity powers we know it stopped. There's a lot of stuff we have now that will be gone. Of course, we rely on the fucking cloud to everything. Shows, you know what and I mean? they want to switch us over like to uh, crypto, and then no, nobody wants to make no, 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 no. But even then, all that money goes away too. Like we're you're down to like skills and barter because all the money's in. Yeah, all your digital money anyways. is gone too, Simon. And the anything guns, you have in the bank is gone. The guns only last for so long. And then they have a lot of value. Swords a become lot. bullets are the most valuable. Thing. Yeah, this swords. is what I'm saying. And then swords become the most valuable commodity. Yeah, well, weapons, tools of survival, um, skills of survival is the only commodity. Horses, shelter, and then then there's a whole other thing of like if you're living in a you know warm climate all year round, you're way more ahead than us who have to like now figure it, out how to burn fire and it, burn ex- all the forest. Except down. that the winter provides a certain amount of um, protection as well, right? Like if you can handle the winter, very few things can get you in the winter. Other humans, they're the roving if, the roving bands of homeless people. They can't come from California well, because is, they can't last the winter. I'm just saying, man. Or I'm if it's with a you. Zombie issue? Maybe it slows them down. Who knows? If all the shit falls apart, they're going to be knocking on First Nations door. Like, do you have any elders we didn't fucking genocide to show us how you guys used to live? Because they're going to be like, no. The problem is a lot Bye-bye. of the yeah. First Nations have lost but they, what made them be, because of us. The it was of what course, I was just saying. The I'm ironing. Not. But they did live in this climate. I mean, climate change, whatever. It still got cold here, I'm sure. When they lived in longhouses and whatever. Like, it's really remarkable how they lived in this climate. It's insane. And we barely survived with all the creature comforts and stuff. We'll see. I hope the end of the world happens when we're alive. No, you don't. Broadcast from here. What I absolutely fucking... This guy is out of control. Okay, lastly, uh, Alex wants to go to Mars. I think he should be... Send him. The front front of the thing. Go. But if you have no gravity, is it still rock climbing? Because isn't that the... Is that resistance well, of rock Why climbing? do you think there's no gravity on Mars? Doesn't it then create its own gravity? It's a pretty big planet. I know nothing. I just, Jamie said, it would be easy to rock climb if there's no gravity. He, he's implying that there's less gravity. Yeah, no, no, I'm asking. I'm a dum-dum. Because I believe there's less atmosphere. I'm pretty sure that. Therefore, that affects gravity, I believe. Gravity, but I'm just as dumb as I you. I saw this gravity. thing where they took pictures of like clouds above mars yeah. i think which is kind of neat it means there's some sort of atmosphere but what i will give uh, alex is climbing is very um like a natural sort of thing mm-hmm. that, that ability so the best sure. of the world is like we know who it is i mean it's kind of the most natural to climb a tree to climb to a rock climb to climb anything a- it's like you don't have to be Taught necessarily, is instinctual to part yeah. to it. Well, because it's a survival skill. You don't want to fall. But what he's doing is unnatural. It makes you uncomfortable, uh, or or unnecessary. And Both. he's still got nothing on those mountain goats. You know what the best is? Watch the zombie apocalypse come, and Alex Handhold is alive on the side of a mountain, and Simon's fucking. Uh, hey, Simon's dude, crawling up half a body. I'm not saying it's not a good I know. thing I know, to be able to do. I'm saying. We shouldn't be treating him like he is not insane. 
<laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, I'm sure you're a minority there. But he's going to think he's getting away, and then the zombies do the World War Z thing where they just make a ladder. Oh, they just pile dead eh, bodies up. Fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, I I wish the best for Alex, and I, I, I really felt, listen to this, like he will die climbing. And that's not a bad thing, but this is destiny. All right, are we going to rate it? You know the guy who, like, scales the buildings? Spider-Man. You look at him, and you're like, that guy is fucking crazy. Yeah. There's no part of you that's not like, that guy is insane. That's just Alex Hanhold. Hanhold, whatever. If he wasn't if he wasn't mean to his hot girlfriend in that dock, I would have liked him a lot more, but... She she did nothing to deserve. Well, I guess in, like that. in closing, that was the other thing is I was like, he doesn't seem like the type you want broadcasting. Like he doesn't seem overly uh, excitable. He doesn't He's a little seem monotone. Well, was, yeah, maybe he comes alive though when he talks to another rock climber. Will rock climber. about yeah, maybe because yeah, maybe he's just got nothing to work. I with. I really want to say I'm going to check it out to get back to you, but I don't think that's going to happen. You will. You watch every sport. You'll definitely watch no, the no, rock climbing oh, in the Olympics. No, I'm that's saying, what I'm saying. Go to his podcast. Oh no, see no, his no, no, energy no, 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 no. If he paints a vivid picture, I just know you, and I know you'll be watching. You watch most of the sports at Gem Olympics. Yeah. Simon, do you want to start by rating it since your rating was... Uh... I give it a zero. <laughs> okay. Uh, Portnoy, what do you want to give it? Uh, one bite, everyone knows the rules. I give it a one. I mean, there was some stuff there. It just I, he, I found him annoying for the third time. He doesn't have to be on anymore because he's a podcast. Yeah, I give it a one. He didn't climb anything new. There's no point. Exactly. Had Well, no, he... he did you say he climbed those wet rocks and... Come on, what are we doing here? There's nothing left for him to climb. He's living in Las Vegas, living his best life. They should make a podcast called The Suicidal Walrus and just get those two guys together. And Would you live in Vegas? Bury it. If money wasn't an issue? Sure. Would that be my first choice? No, I know. I don't think Vegas would be any of our first choices. I've never been there, so... You Really? I don't have a uh, point of reference of what where I'd be living, but it's, it's, it seems very central. Well, if we ever hit a big, you fly. Me and you will go to Vegas. And he can... On a PJ. Yeah. Personal journey? Private jet. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> well, poor Alex. Poor Alex. We'll never be the same again. We're not moving on. We're back on Alex. 1627. Ooh, yeah. Dan Gable. <laughs> but you know the wrestling... Of course. So is this an MMA? No. Again, th that's the one thing. Like this guy, uh, this is an MMA. Yes, <sighs> thank yes, thank you, Matt. I was just sorry. I knew you would. He would like. He would make you stew. And but he's a living legend. Okay, so because of that, he doesn't get the MMA moniker. I'm I'm curious. I... <sighs> so is um, like name another MMA guy who is like Conor McGregor. That's still an MMA episode. Conor McGregor's not the best ever. Khabib. He's never been on, eh? No, it's interesting. Oh, yeah. And I was just thinking about it. Conor, would, they would never label that an MMA. No. Because it would be one of the biggest well, episodes that was ever. A, that was a bad example. Pick another champ who isn't as famous, and it's an yeah. MMA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. And Khabib be, comes on, it's an MMA. I'm almost... Uh... He could be very accomplished. Like if... Uh, what's his name came on? Um, Mr. America there. What was his name? Uh, Kurt Schilling? No. Well, uh, uh, 
Uh, Kurt Schilling, no, the no, pitcher. No, 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 no. No, but you're not Kurt Schilling. Um, the not... guys from Foxcatcher. That's in no, the no, movie. no, 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 no. <laughs> his name's obviously Captain America. Was it Captain America? His Kurt Angle. Name, his nickname. No. Who not, is in the no, WWE? Not Kurt Angle. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? There were two big guys at the time. One of them had a mohawk. One of them had a oh, shave. Oh, Chuck guys. Liddell and Tito Ortiz. No. Uh, Chuck Liddell and Rampage Jackson. No, he's a white guy. Captain America. Randy Couture. Thank you. Okay. Sorry. So my apologies. That's no, okay. Just we got there. We got there. That was terrible. Um, just like this episode. He, well, but he had a record of 80 and O. like he's just, he, there's lore of this guy and it's sort of like, um, it started, you know, he said over and over again, I love what you're saying because you're saying it because I'm just going to sound like old racist man <laughs> over and over again, which happened to get us into one of the most heartbreaking stories I've ever heard on this podcast in my life. That was tough. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you about that. That was I did not see that coming. Really hard. That was tough. And I don't want if if you want to hear a really sad story, listen to what he went through. But that's a crazy story, though. How he's like, as soon as he said it, I said, "Dad, I know something about this." Like, just to why would you even think? I I don't know. That must have been a he must have got a real bad feeling off that guy. And there's bad people. Like it's just the guy's name was uh, I don't know. Uh, Kurt something. Oh, his last name was Kyle. In comedy, people always like Kyle is the name of a fucker. Yeah. Oh, you've never seen that before? Yeah, it's like a date rapist name. Apologies well, to any Kyles out there. But you know what you do. <laughs> this is John Thomas Kyle. Yeah, that was a crazy I mean, story. that is a serial killer name, though. The oh, three names, John totally. Thomas Kyle. Like, come on. But do you remember how this story came about? Because he was talking about how the girl told him to put your mask on. And he was like, I won't forget. And then to defend himself from looking like an asshole, he told that story. It was the weirdest transition into like just tearing your heart out and going, oh my God. He had a family loss. If you're never going to listen to it, it's uh, really tragic. But that's like a story right out of like a movie. It's crazy. Right out of a movie. And even though the come around when as he's going to that same spot, 25 years later, the guy dies as he's going past that spot which is just a spooky ESP beyond the scope of science sort of thing. <laughs> this but, is how Kamar's going to get me to agree with him from now on. <laughs> well, I tried TMP. You're like, what are you talking in, about? Slip in the beyond the scope of science. What's the acronym for that? Beyond the scope of science. BSS. BSS. Ooh, that sounds good too. Cause I was like bullshit. BSS. Oh my oh, God. Okay. That's amazing. Um, but so that story sort of demonstrates his drive and why he is, um, I'd say for all intents and purposes, a, Functional alcoholic. <laughs> Why do you keep saying that? Because he kept talking about drinking beers, and he had to have a beer. Did you hear when he cracked the beer? It was like oh, they were drinking like during the not the first hour. They were talking, and when he cracked that beer, it was like, oh god, Thank god, <laughs> you didn't hear that? I I was on three times. Was, so again, oh. like you know what I mean? Sorry, come on, I could not give this guy one times. Even when the devastating story came up, I was like, I can't. I three can't times just... seemed normal. So yeah. I can only imagine what one times would have been like. He talked he he just talked about when he was a kid getting pulled over for drinking and driving and like Oh I know, yeah. Getting he had, pulled over twice at the yeah. same night, going, come on, go home. Like a small town sort of But he was also a town hero, right? So But he also had a bunch of stories where he was like really young. So I feel like he'd started drinking at a very young age. And is still drinking. Oh. Lost his wife. Like it, it, it 
it was like everything you're saying you should be so happy but he wasn't happy like you know what i mean how do you he, know he, uh, he's still tortured about uh the family tragedy he kept harping on about how um his mom and uh dad stayed together and uh, like he was sort of implying how he's sad that his marriage didn't work out mm-hmm. like <clears throat> i'm not saying he's unhappy but he's sort of tortured I mean, Simon, my assumption is if you drink a lot and often, you're probably unhappy about something. Um, yeah, people don't do drugs because life is just going amazing. Like, I can think of one person that I know that drinks out of just pure, like, joie de vivre. <laughs> Some people just don't, like, being straight all the time is a lot of work. So they just find whatever that thing is that takes the edge off. I I didn't get like from this guy that he was like a raging alcoholic or anything. You know what I mean? I just, he seemed just like a guy's guy who drinks. I I, I don't know. A functional alcoholic, but it's like you need to enjoy being hungover or just feeling shitty more than you like just being straight. Right. Yeah, but also as someone who was caught, like who was cyclically hungover or drunk for I don't know ten years, you don't even know what like normal feels like. Like you kind of forget what like you know what baseline feels like till you, till you stop drinking, and that's like a it's almost like a, a bonus vacation. Yeah, from your beating yourself up. Like I remember, I remember being on like a twenty six day bender, like legitimately drunk straight for 26 days and like like bragging about like i've been drunk this is day 24 and like terrible just like felt awful obviously wasn't happy no way well there's a certain problem when you're young enough where everyone's doing that is it doesn't even feel like it's well and your hangovers aren't that bad too right you're young so yeah um but was i thought was interesting is um how he didn't take credit for being 80 you know and then he went to the Olympics and swept the thing. And he said, the only reason I did that is because no one told me. You know how they'll never say in uh, baseball. Yeah, but they just the don't hockey, talk to him when it's a no hitter. You don't say shutout yeah, you don't or walk. whatever that. Yeah. And he, that's the only, he said, that's the only reason. Had, had someone told me that he, I was. Uh, the pressure probably would have I'd, cooked him. He won 31 points straight or whatever. I, I Again, if he was just some guy who was like an inspirational coach sort of lessens it but he's one of the greatest and he's 150 pounds five nine like he's not this crazy physical specimen yeah it was just will it was just will and uh, keep in mind he's wrestling people that are also his weight and he and he cleaned the clock of all of them i get it but i'm just saying you were saying it as if like he's only five nine and this much weight Fighting it's not as if he was wrestlers. yeah it's not as if he was out there it's like not the cool well, tie. but he said he said he could fight <laughs> any, any weight because he his technique yeah no i'm not taking anything away from this guy come on I, I i have no problem with this guy whatsoever it just should have been an mma That's i also believe it was joe that said you could probably fight anyone with your technique and then he was like oh yeah you're probably right joe Give me another why was why was he on? Was he selling something? Was it? No, I think this. I think Joe just like admired the gotcha. hell out of this guy. He's like, got to be revered in, in the world of, of wrestling, which is very interesting. Because well, someone uh, on the Reddit hit me up and was like, "Go easy on this guy." He was like my childhood hero. So like, obviously there are people in the states that because I was like, "Who the fuck I've is this guy?" Like yeah. this this guy. I'm saying like Alex Hanhold, Dan Gable, Wayne Gretzky, Marilyn, like. 
just legends. Wow, you just yeah, put Alex sport. a handhold and Wayne Gretzky in the same breath. I'm just saying the best well, of what they is. do, and whether you whether you care, like we all know how we feel about. It. I'm just saying why Dan Gable was something more than even who do we have on a couple weeks ago that was a, uh, still wrestling, but less less impressive. Yeah, exactly. For shame, Shields was it Shields? No, that was a boxer. Um, I'm trying to remember. I'd... It was a guy. He hated wrestling, but he did it anyways. It oh, was that was like the a CrossFit guy. Champion. Oh, that's who Kamar's talking about. No, you're talking about the Cro- Matt Frazier, the no, CrossFit guy. We had a we had a wrestler on who was uh, won gold medals and wasn't making. Oh, money right, anything. right, right, right. The, oh, uh, the black guy. What's yeah. his name? Uh, Jordan Burroughs. That's well, it. Le- that I guy's it. super impressive too, but less impressive than this guy. He also, uh, I don't know what it means, but received the medal of freedom last year. This guy seemed like he didn't need a train or nothing. He would just show up, beat the hell out of people. No, no, that's not true. Remember he said he was like, I got the the key from the coach (laughs) and I would show up. I was always at the gym first. And then because I never lost, all the other guys started showing up early to train with me. And eventually everyone was there. Mm. And he just kept referring to the good old days. But I think it's only the good old days to white people. You know what I mean? It's like that old Louis joke, like. If you're white, you can go back anytime at any point in history and be fine. And it's the good old days. Yeah, he's like, if you're black, you don't want to go past like 1980. And I think it's because he's still a coach in um, the education system that he's now uh, afraid of what he's going to say, of being, of cancer culture, all these things. It's really made him not enjoy the end of his life. Although he enjoys coaching, he's like a lot of people who are, say, grandfathered into this new woke society or whatever feels his head's on the cutting block because he was like very frustrating as i said he kept saying i'm glad you're saying it because you're saying it i don't want to say it you know what i guarantee if there was podcasts in the 1980s you would find 70 year olds that weren't being like canceled because there wasn't cancel culture but that were dealing with kids in high school and were like i just don't get these kids at all with their loud music like it's this no, but this has been happening for a long time. It would time. be amazing what people said in the 80s on podcasts. Like, you remember Jimmy the Greek when he called them monkeys? Yeah. Like, it would it would make people's ears bleed and cry. Yeah, but my point is, is like, there was a time, at that time too, there were certain 80-year-olds that were like, I'm not allowed to say what I want to say. Like, this is horse shit. I have to take the bus with the blacks. Like, it. this, this is not the first time this has happened. I wonder. I wonder if there was more suppression before. Not more. I'm just, listen, it's ramped up. It's, listen, if you look at that sort of stuff, obviously it's it's on, like, if you looked at it on a graph, it's obviously moved way up. I'm with you. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, I think once you get to that age, it's like us. We're all getting older and we don't, you know, you're starting to feel like, like Simon with the NFTs, you know, it's just like, I have a buddy who's 30. He's not even old. And he, the other day, went on the wildest NFT rant. He's like, these fucking kids, it's the stupidest fucking shit. They're paying for nothing. What are they, fucking stupid? $60 million. And I was like, dude, why are you so angry? I, I get that, but I think it's specifically like being sexist or racist. But like then those two, those, but you gotta, those, those are the things that uh, calling a bunch of dames, dames or whatever wasn't sexist when I was a kid or, or, or whatever it I get is. it, but like that's the sort of thing where it's like, okay, well, you can either not call them dames or you can, you know, keep teaching. <laughs> like, well, yeah, and he doesn't want to. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, just, it was a breath I just of don't, fresh air. I just don't feel bad for Rogan. him. Is all this I'm is saying. Like a Jordan Peterson argument, right? Uh, what do you mean? No, no. That's that's for the next podcast. That's what's going to happen. Subjective, objective. 
Um, he lost to Larry, uh, Larry Owings. You can watch it on YouTube if you want to watch the match. I take it you watched it. I did. Did well. I I just way to do your homework. Way to do your homework. And at the end of the day, uh, talking about the, the Olympics is a fucking scam. At this point, I and believe Joe it went is. Off. It, like it's just such a sham, right? But do you think it always was, or do you think it hit a point where it became a sham? Well, yes. Just like NFL, all those sports, those guys used to have part time jobs. There's some sort of apex moment when... I wonder how far back Corrupt Olympics goes, though. I bet you That's it's... That's a great re- question. I Television. bet you it's really Television. far. I, I, you know what, Simon? I don't think it's as far back because I just don't Television. think the money... Yeah, I think once well, think- once TV rights and advertising became big, I just don't think it was as fought for and as sought after as... Think back to, like, um, you know, them pulling out because of the Second World War. Like, yeah. I wonder when that all... You know what I also think we're you know? forgetting? I don't know. I think it rotated the same like eight cities for a long time. Even more corrupt. But, but what, Well, what, no, because it was like the infrastructure was already there. The there's no that, point in building everything. The thing that breeds corruption, though, is money. <coughs> yeah. So when TV got involved, that's when the money just got I agree, out yeah. of control. Because I'm sure there was corruption, but it was just on like ticket sales to the stadiums. Listen, the fact that it bankrupts entire countries is insane to me. Bankrupts countries, well, somebody makes a lot of money. That's what I'm saying. They beg for it. They beg to be bankrupt. Like, it's it's insane, No, it's nuts. It's It's absolutely crazy. And then to know that they do that and the whole thing is a sham, you're like, holy fuck, man. This isn't even a competition anymore. This is just... Uh, money laundering on a giant scale. Well, the craziest part about it, to sort of cut you off, is that you price out the locals, too. Like, when it was in Vancouver, it wasn't just, like, your average Vancouverite could go to, like, a gold medal hockey game or any hockey. You know what I mean? Like, it was the hottest ticket in town. It was... I don't know. It's it, it's a corrupt. It's yeah. Fuck the Olympics. They should totally get rid of it. Especially because the whole thing revolves around amateur sport amateur too. Like fuck that off. Makes no money. Yeah. It just does it for the love of sport and it ruins their life. And in this case, because Olympics were um, paused, there's somebody who it fucked up their Olympic dream. For sure. Like this this year, it had to happen this summer, and they're really gonna struggle. If it happens this year, uh, rescheduled. If you're like a Russian gymnast, you only get those two years, or, right? or, or like, and then you're too big. The, the, the physicality, whatever, they, you just can't help it. Um, you guys don't remember '84? I can just remember. Calgary? No, '84 no, was, was Los 88. Angeles. Oh, okay, my bad. No, I don't remember. '84, I was one. Was there a bomb, Kamar? No, that was when that was Atlanta. All the Russian, uh, all the countries uh, boycott because it was in America. China boycotted. Anyways, the Americans won every event. Well, it's easy when, well, <laughs> when no, none of the big players show it up. It just sort of shows you what yeah. happens when we have these. And like he said, what does that accomplish? I don't think it accomplishes anything. And any athlete, I don't think is going to poo-poo the Olympics. Like what? Sorry. No, I, I was, I was put out as a point. Like, they all still think it's something. Well, well because too. it's something to strive to. Like, again, let's exactly. say you're a bobsledder. There is no other pinnacle of bobsledding the only chance you have to make some money after your bobsledding career is if you can be like gold medalist you know and even then how much fucking bobsled money and are you then making? if your country says ashy we're not going because we're we're pissed at them well yeah you know what the olympics is though that i think we're overlooking is it's a world stage so that's why countries would vie so heavy to be able to. Well, you want to show off your wares, well, yeah. And Look at like, this beautiful city. It's a great way to change uh, cultural stigmas to do a lot of things, right? Again, world stage. Look at when the um, 
It's who, an opportunity. Who was the black athlete there? Jesse who, Owens. Jesse Owens. Like that could have been a whole In um, winds of change type thing where that's such an important thing that needs to happen and it needs to happen on the world's biggest stage in order for it to make the impact that it did. Like guys, we can go back. Yeah, Anyways. that's the old Olympics though. The problem is, is like, look at Brazil. They host the Olympics and they fucking, they cleanse the favela for like a year, displacing all sorts of people, spending insane amounts of money on the World Cup and that. And then once it's over, just because all the tourists are gone and the cameras are gone, they're like, oh, go back to your squalid shithole. You you know, like it, it's, it's <laughs> oh, sad. And it's, they've, they've made it way worse. That's what I'm saying oh, is uh, they didn't. I agree. I, I'm just saying like, even in its goodness, it could be totally corrupt. Like... It, it's just an opportunity for nations to do I mean, listen, what they want. Simon, I think sport brings out... Sorry, Kamar. I think sport brings out the best in us. So I'll say that. Like, I truly believe... Go ahead, Kamar. It didn't work out in Sochi. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, they're all kicked out of the Olympics. Yeah. Like, they wanted to do so well, so bad, they all cheated. We got a fucking um, documentary about it, and now Russia's, like, tainted. So you want to do bad, but I'm just saying Brazil was fun because remember the, the guys stayed out, but they said we got robbed. Like there's little dramatic things that happened during Olympics. Yeah, yeah. I like it for that reason. There's some sports I couldn't care less about. There's always some Cubans that defect. Oh, that was that used to be way better. That like, was yeah, where's the yeah. team? It was like the Cuban got bronze and then he disappeared. I'm going to Disneyland. Yeah. I read this book when I was a kid. I I used to love this author. I can't even. Oh, Gordon Corman. And one of his books was uh, McDonald Hall, baby. Yeah. Well, it was Bruno and Boots. But the one I loved was it was called I Want to Go Home. And it was this kid who went to summer camp and his he hated it there. And he just tried to escape the whole summer. So he tried out for the summer camp running uh, sprinting squad. And he ran the 100 meter dash and just kept running. Just force gumped yeah. it. The other thing I thought about uh, listening to this is uh, when I went to military school. Yeah. Humble brag. I don't know. <laughs> disgraceful brag, but there was a like wrestling was huge, and I never liked it because I thought the singlets were sort of gay or like I was embarrassed of my body at that time to wear that. You know what it is? Yeah, like, of course. The yeah, onesie, the leotard. I'm ashamed of that. But it's it was the only sport when we went to play other schools in the area where we had a chance. Like it's one on one, the hard work. Like any team sports, they had just way more people to draw from. But you could, in certain weight categories, get guys that could go up against anyone. Because I guess the wrestling coach was good, and it was like, and they, they, all those athletes. That's the other weird thing. Are always favored. Say that again. Like all the wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. <laughs> Thanks, Mike Tyson. All the wrestling athletes. Yeah. Were favored by the wrestling coach who was a teacher, headmaster, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I got you now. Okay. And just this weird know. thing, like, oh, so if I join that thing, then I have more value. You're talking about military school now. I was talking about military school, but I'm sure that's at any any place you go, like university, the football players walk around like gods or whatever. You just, you know what I mean? There's a there's a class system within, and these are supposed to, we're supposed to be amateur athletes or in, in high school. We're just supposed to be kids. I got drunk with this guy in Florida, and he was telling me uh, that he was on the football team. And again, Florida is one of those like football crazy Texas states. Florida, yeah. yeah. Um, he was like, man, he's like, first of all, we took different tests across the board. He's like, any football player in my class was given a different test, a much easier test. He's like, we barely did school. He's like, my high school career consisted of like working out from nine to noon. He's like, we had class like one to two. And then three to four was like more like drilling and stuff like that. And he was just like, there's a weird sort of double staring thing. 
So I know what you mean. Like, yeah. And also, like you said, if you're in Florida and you're like even in high school and you're the fucking QB star, like, yeah, you walk around town fucking hot shit. I found it sort of happens here with hockey players. Like hockey players are asshole bullies when I was like 14 in in high school. Guys that were on the 67s or yeah. the Knights or whatever yeah, yeah. just walked around. and. But in general, they were just always looking for fights. I found that hockey players in general just walked around like, you want to fucking go, bud? A certain level of, of aggression. Yeah. Um, well, it's a sport where you're allowed to fight. So like when I went to, uh, I'm a terrible hockey player. Mm-hmm. I'm a Jew, so we don't <laughs> skate well, but, um, my mom sent me to hockey camp one summer and it was out in Montreal and you like, it was anyways, it was hockey camp, whatever. And one of the things they taught you was how to fight. Well, it's part of the game. Yeah. It's the only sport in the world where you get an extra penalty for drawing blood. And I think we've talked about, I don't know if that's a good thing. The fighting or the drawing blood? The fighting. The fighting. Yeah. But I don't know if fighting in general is a good thing. But if the MMA is on, I, it's pretty exciting to watch it. And especially fighting. It's amazing they still fight now with no fans. Because it's one thing, the team's down by two goals, get a fight, like get the crowd into it or whatever. I understood that. But now they're still fighting with no one in the stands. Most of the fighting, though, was to enforce the unwritten rules of the game. It wasn't necessarily. There was some fighting that was to, like, pump the team up. But I think a lot of it was just to keep people in line. Um, Yeah. And I guess we need better refs or I don't know how that works. Well, the other problem, too, is if you get KO'd on the ice, and you're just flatline out of the ice, dude. That can end your career. Whereas if you get KO'd in the in in the the octagon, there's a little give to the, like it's a padded. Well, the Bertuzzi incident. I mean, that was fucking insane. That was that was well McSorley that was, too. Well, that was McSorley sick. was insane. He just took his stick and fucking whacked him in the head. Like well, that was different. That was right a slap shot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they go to the stick as it's a real thing, but that happened in real life. Uh, shame. The Bertuzzi, like it was a it was a shitty sucker punch, but it was also just bad luck that the guy fell the way he fell. Like the Bertuzzi or the uh, McSorley one was. Yeah, like you absolutely a cannot crime. do that. A crime was know? committed. Oh, yeah. Um, was it this podcast they were talking about uh, white belts going to dojos? No, no it's black belts bl- pretending yeah. they're white belts? Yeah. Was it this one? I mean, he's talked about it a bunch recently. Well, anyways, but- I watched it. It's the best. <coughs> yeah, have, you, yeah. have you seen them? Well, no. again, it's just like those old videos where they do. Uh, remember Pepsi did those ads where like Kyrie Irving? Would get uh, makeup yes, up like yes, an old yes, like yes, an yes, old yes, man, yes. and he'd show up to the court and just fucking dust people. Well, these I love a, those. These have a lot less production than those. Yeah, yeah. But you see them shaking their head like, <laughs> "What's going guy, on here?" And um, I guess they were talking about John Donaher is mm-hmm. the greatest jujitsu guy, like the best. And he, you watch the videos; it's insane. Like it really is insane. If you want to see insane successful jujitsu, like the uh, the highest level, it's like what the fuck's going on? Eddie Bravo has this like fifteen year old Asian female prodigy. Her name is Grace. Go look her up. It's fucked. Like you're just like, what's going on? You don't know what's going on, but they're oh, like, it's fucking they're not hitting. But they're like holding. Yeah, and like and they know like. Some of them they slap too. Some of them you're allowed to slap. But they'll just move their knee a bit and the whole thing will roll over. Like, it's crazy, man. And Eddie almost got jumped, just speaking of Eddie. In LA, yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's when uh, jujitsu is not very good, right? Because you can only fight the one guy at a time. Yes, yes, yes. You need uh, some. You've got one guy in an arm bar where the other guy's just stomping your head on the ground. Yeah. I guess that would be. Why is he tapping? There should be like a branch of jujitsu where it's multiple. 
you got to fight multiple people at a time. So you got to like armbar one guy while you. It's called jujitsu with a gun. Jujitsu with a gun, like in your sock or something. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think it is. It's true. Something like okay. that. Okay. Are we done with uh, Gable? We did what we could. What did we, what were we talking about right before that, Kamar? Cause I had some. The Olympics? Jiu-jitsu, oh, yeah. white no, belts, black belts. No, right before that. Right before I wanted to tell you something that. I cut you off. Yeah. And I never got there. What was it? John Donaher. Nope. The best jujitsu ever. Nope. It, it wasn't, uh, uh, wasn't jujitsu. Wrestling gyms. Forget it. I'm it's sorry, done. Simon. It's I'm done. sorry. Do, do right. you have a pad of paper there? Uh, yeah. Why, oh, are we doing a movie game? Because we've done Foxcatcher a hundred times. No, we, we're going to do the movie game. I, we're going to do... This is so random, but um, this guy likes to drink. And I don't think it served him. But he's a good old boy. We're doing Leaving Las Vegas. I feel like this guy has We've been done. uncharacteristically right. misjudged by Kamar and labeled something that... Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, feel, know. I feel it came across the moment. You think we've done Leaving Las Vegas? No, we haven't. Do I really care? We haven't done it. We haven't done it. And this is what made... Uh... I like how when I said, do I really care there, Kamar gave me like a little nod of like, yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Cage, um, his... Uh, Reputation for being a great actor. Well, this every, is where he, he won an Oscar for this, didn't exactly, he? Exactly. Yeah. But <laughs> there's many other roles you see in Nicholas Cage. Like, what are we doing here? Like uh, every other role. <laughs> Matchstick it's the man. Movie game. We're Simon and Matt. Go head to head. Find out what year a movie came out, how much it cost to make, and how much it made at the box office. This week is uh, Leaving Las Vegas, a drama love story. I guess it would be called. Dude, what the fuck year did Leaving Las Vegas come out? And it's this is this is one of those movies that is a hard watch. Oh, very difficult. You you don't feel good after, but she I gets think, raped at the. Oh, there yeah. you go. The plot spoiler. <laughs> but yeah, it's a twenty-two-year-old movie. No, but even how that happens. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. It's it's the the, the, the high school football players, or they might have been a wrestling team. Whatever. <laughs> that tied it great. Uh, it's leaving Las Vegas, starring Nicholas Cage. Elizabeth Shue and Julian Sands. But that doesn't even matter because it's really about the two of them, about the rapid decline and the dangers of alcohol. Directed by Mike Figgis. Simon, are you ready? Do you have a year at least? No, not yet. Wow, what have have you been doing over there? I've been looking at something. This fucking guy. The story of uh, Ben Sanderson, a Hollywood screenwriter who's lost his job, family, and friends and goes to Las Vegas. I mean, I have no idea. Okay, fine, go. I'm ready. Uh, I said 92. Oh, my God. I'm way off. I said 2002. I don't even know what I'm thinking. You are way off. It's 1995. In the neighborhood. I always think like... I just thought 95 was like that weird Shakespeare in love, but I guess that's that's later than that. Oh, he won the Oscar. It did not win the Oscar for best movie. No, I know it didn't, but I was just putting it in... I was trying to work out what year, like, you know. I wonder if Harvey Weinstein had anything to do with the movie. No. MGMA. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready with the money, Simon, as well. Matt's been on fire with it. Budget's actually a little late. Have I? I thought so. Oh, I was only, yeah, last week I was four off. Oh, you're right. I have been fucking okay. fiery Go with ahead, the Matt. last couple of weeks. I said it cost 14 to make, and it made 73. Wow, we're so close, Matt. I said it cost 16 to make, and it made 76. Holy shit. I guess you guys don't remember watching this movie. It only cost $4 million to make Fuck. and made $49.3 million. Oh shit! Sorry, forty nine point eight million. Not like it mattered at that point. It just takes place in a casino in a motel room. 
Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's nothing to this movie. It's yeah. all just the tragedy when he's going through the liquor store and just filling up the groceries, like with the, the what do they call the Texas Mickey's? Yeah, and it's not to have a fucking cake party. It's just to go. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a heart wrenching movie, and that's the movie game brought to you by nobody yet, but one day, one day it'll be somebody. Well, it's kind of brought to you by BetterHelp. Brought to you by BetterHelp. <laughs> Funny you say that. Do we rate Dan Gable? No, let's do it now. No, nah, we got the movie game by the way. Simon, do you want to rate Dan Gable first, please? I'm gonna he's give busy. him a uh, one. He gets a lot more. I just found this episode. No, you know what? That's not fair. I'll give him a two. Are you rating the episode, not the episode? Him. Episode of two. I give I give this a three. This th- that story especially comes out of nowhere and is like heart wrenching. That story was worth, yeah, it was crazy. Listen, I'm just going to be honest. I give it a one. Nothing against him. I wasn't. I just didn't like the episode. I know how you guys feel. If anyone has anything involved with combat sports, it should be an MMA. Well, there's that too. Yeah, but I'm not angry about that. That's joking, label shit, whatever the fuck he wants. It's his show. All right, Lord and Savior. <laughs> that being said, we are going to take a quick break. We're going to pay a bill, and we'll be right back. Guys, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp.com. Calm. What interferes with your happiness? Are you feeling depressed? You feel anger? Maybe it's anxiety, stress eating away at your life. Maybe it's a self-esteem issue. Uh, do you feel like there's something preventing you from achieving your goals? I know for me, uh, I had a wicked drinking problem in my 20s, and uh, it would have been nice if there had been someone there to help. Luckily, I overcame it, and I can tell you right away, I feel much better. That's where BetterHelp comes in. Uh, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own professional licensed therapist. Uh, It's so convenient. You can connect in a safe and private online environment. Uh, You can usually start communicating with someone in under 24 hours. So that's good. You'll get that timely and thoughtful help that you need. Uh, This is not a self-help website. It is professional counseling. You can send a message to your counselor at any time. Uh, As well, you can schedule weekly and video phone sessions Um, we know that during COVID, the last thing you want to do is be going into a doctor's office, sitting in a waiting room, putting on the mask. Um, no one wants that. That's where BetterHelp is perfect. It's all done online, super convenient. Uh, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and they offer financial aid and they're available worldwide, which is wonderful. Uh, there's also a broad range of expertise available, which may not be available locally in many areas. You never know. You may live in a rural area. Um, they may not have a specific type of uh, counselor that you're looking for. So that's where BetterHelp also comes in handy. Uh, They offer licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, as you name it, that's a lot of checked boxes. Uh, Anything you share is, of course, confidential. Uh, The website is convenient, professional, affordable. They do have testimonials on their website if you want to go check it out. Uh, they have so many people using BetterHelp right now that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So also, if you're a counselor and uh, you're having tough times during COVID, maybe head over to BetterHelp and see if you can get yourself a job. You never know. Uh, if you want to start living a happier life today, as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com J-R-E-E. Join over 1 million people taking charge in their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash J-R-E-E for your 10% discount off your first month. Guys, go check them out. Thank you so much. 
All right. Thank you to the sponsors. Thanks to BetterHelp. Thank you, BetterHelp. You know who could really use BetterHelp? Alex Hanhold. <laughs> Better get some help. Crazy. All right, Kamar. I don't think it's for crazy people. I think it's for people down, but yeah, you're right. Uh, you're absolutely right, Kamar. And I shouldn't call him crazy. He is. Uh, he just doesn't value life. I don't he's think. living on the edge. And to me, that's cool. 1628. Eric Weinstein. I mean, I am so torn by this episode, my friends. This episode fucking sucked. Oh, and yeah. It, it was it, horrible. I'll give them this. They somehow sort of got it back on track after totally derailing it. Eric, totally derailing only it. Only because of Eric. That was all Eric. No, no. Joe what? was no help. Wow. No, Joe no, was no, no help. No, no, no. no, no. no. I'm, Joe... saying, I'm saying Eric is the only reason it got back on track. Mm-hmm. Joe wanted to uh, Adam ruins everything for some reason. He wanted to scorch the ground and leave no survivors. Okay, it, it, it at one hour and forty two minutes, Joe asked Jamie to look up the definition of subjective and objective. Mm-hmm. So you should never be fighting tooth and nail when you're really not sure. You don't even know the definition of the word. Yeah, and I know you know you know, but. It, so but the, either way, he was arguing with a fucking PhD scholar about. And then he had to be reel it in and be like, can we actually double check the meaning of these words? Weinstein obviously knows the words of subjective but, but and objective. Wait, let, let's just hold on one sec here. Because I think we're missing the bigger picture. Eric Weinstein. Weinstein. Stein, Eric Weinstein. Sorry. I, it's fine. It's yeah, yeah. He said it a bunch of times. Came on this show to bear his soul and yep. to explain, in essence, the secret of everything, the meaning of life. His theory. His yeah. theory on the meaning of life. And Joe decided to take this occasion to, like, do, do you see what I'm saying here? This was uh, yeah. a huge moment I, I listened for this to the guy. episode too, yeah. Joe did not listen to him at all. Not at all, at all. Never even heard what he was talking about. Doesn't have any idea what he was talking about. I mean, neither do I, but I do because I've listened to him. But even then, about it, this before. the weirdest part was it was like, Joe, he hasn't even begun to explain yet and you've already stopped him in his track. So like maybe let him get some steam going and you might start to be like, oh, now I see what you're saying. What? Uh, what it all started he was just trying to explain quickly that there's this thing that is universally appreciated and and of course nothing's universally but joe I, I, someone on the reddit pointed out was like joe's um attempt to because he was it just felt not smart enough or something to ah yes but this point you're wrong you're talking down to me this time because i don't understand what you're saying but this point you're wrong and he talked himself out of even that point. He wasn't even talking down to Joe, though. That was, it wasn't. No, he, that's not just how he talks. A, yeah, it just it wasn't him being a dick. He was explaining something that was really complicated, that none of us were probably going to understand. It had nothing to do with Joe. What I I tried to look it up because I went to the uh, the ultimate troll when he put the jamiepulledup.com well, has hilarious. now made their website. Um, but what I what I could surmise, and this is not going to make it, is there's electromagnetism, weak nuclear, strong nuclear, and gravity, and these are the major forces in the universe of everything. I can't wait for this explanation. Go ahead. <laughs> they still, knowing everything they know, can't explain why particles are attracted to each other. 
So, so they, they know these four things are the, the, the basis for everything. BSS. Okay. But it's beyond the scope of science right now. Okay. And for any of these explained, you got to go into physics stuff. His theory of everything is a um, explanation of the rationale of how these things work. Uh-huh. So some people say, yeah, you could do that, but life just still goes on. Not, not being explained everything. Stuff being out of the scope of science doesn't mean life stops or anything. And so there's people like, this is too complicated to even get into because what are you going to do? He's decided to do this. And his intention is to put this thing out and have a bunch of people say, no, that's not true, that's not true. And possibly, this is real science, right? You say something and then... Yeah, and then it gets fucking refuted. And and then somehow in it we find, oh, but this is a truth that all of a sudden is a new thing. So it's... And he's saying this. So it's 100% commendable and respected whether you can um, whether you can understand or not. Because when Joe's like, boil it down, then he says, gauge. And like, okay, we're, we're out again. Because you need a course just to understand the term he used to describe it. But then Joe gets caught on subjectivity and objectivity. Because that was just another thing that he needed you to... Ex- you have to accept this. Just just accept that there's a universal thing that we all find pleasing so I can keep... But they Joe- were talking about music, right? That's where... Well, that was the example he was trying. <laughs> he was really trying to give Joe a bone. Like, let me put this in layman's terms mm-hmm. for you. He goes, everyone likes that. Well, not everyone likes that. No, no. Joe, for this explanation, just say yes. But Joe couldn't do yeah. that. No, but I don't like that. What, what Eric should have done is he should have gone even further back. And there are certain tones that are like universal to ancient civilizations. And maybe those were things that, again, BSS had something to do with like, you know, maybe the way the pyramids were built or unlocking some science that we don't understand today. But what actually, they went from subjectivity to objectivity to finally a discussion between talent and proficiency. And still, Joe was uh, on the fence, even though he had now crossed over the other side of the argument. It was arguing the point he was just arguing, so we're useless here. And it was young Jamie who put up the um, guitar playing of Robin Williams in some movie, which mm-hmm. I should have been in the movie game now that I, I think about <laughs> it. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter. And then that got into joke thievery that Joe now can talk about. And Eric Weinstein had to actually turn around to, to ask Joe things about he knows so Joe could talk competently. That's that's how I felt what happened. Because like he said at the very beginning, the first um, hour they were talking about woke culture. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Joe, I don't... Just say supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. We all know that this is stupid, cancel, but it's making me stupid to rehash these conversations. Like, accepted which I think everyone should do when you want to start complaining about cancel culture because it's just either um, a stupid fight or an aggressive agreement at this point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maddie, didn't it really get to like a Sam Harris, Jordan Peterson? Discussion of the truth, 100%. It was crazy there for a while, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I at that point was like, there's a lot left in this podcast. And if it's <clears throat> if it's just like, if this is what it's turning into, I was like, this is going to be an unlistenable But like, the tone changed right there. Like, they never, yes, they got it back on kind of course, but it was soured, man. It was soured. The whole thing was soured. I'm surprised if they're even friends after oh, this. Oh, no, oh, no. It's a discussion, but I'm, I'm sure, like, Eric was just like, oh. 
Joe, like when they were stop. talking about Tim Dillon. He does. He really doesn't like you, Joe. I know he doesn't like me. I'm just saying. I fear of the what have I done in my life? But Tim Dillon, mean that. I'm sorry, Joe. It's just an example. You're being way too literal here. Yeah. And the worst part was, um. So at 156, he comes out and does a quote about uh, Barack Obama's dad. Yeah. Getting at bounced Harvard. at Harvard. Yeah. That part of this podcast is insane. He went to a place he did not want to go to. He said names he did not want to say. Mm-hmm. I don't think the right person, people, heard this podcast. Like for the whoa, change. Whoa, go go back. I, I I start again. What are you talking about? Okay, so Eric Weinstein said that Barack Obama's dad was at Harvard, and they basically forced him out. Yeah, because they didn't like his ideas. Yes, and then he went on record as saying. They this have a method. They, they have. have ways of getting people out, and Harvard is half about power and half about um, achievement. I believe was his quote. Now right? I thought that Barack Obama's father was CIA. Is that not correct? I think you can be CIA and go to Harvard, mm. but maybe that was why Harvard was. It was more the idea of there's ways of getting rid of people, and their ideas. Uh, Cornell West is another one. Mm-hmm. But I mean, again, he wouldn't go on record as that because he was like, I don't, I don't know enough about that. Who did he throw under the bus, Kamar? That's what I'm asking. No, he was saying he was like, I. He threw a. I mean, again, Kamar and I are never going to remember their names, but he was written down. But but he said he was like this guy, for example. I had this theory years ago that this guy shat all over, and then it turned out that my theory was correct, Mm -hmm. and this guy had a chance. He's like, I offered him the olive branch to at least say, hey, I was wrong there. Yeah, yeah, and the his, guy didn't, and he and he mentor. was super. You could tell he was super. Heads of departments, like he said, people names I never wanted to say. Can I tell you? He had to say them. The craziest thing to me is this: is, and this is for young people listening. This guy is like a, this guy is a successful, really smart, uh, person, and he still has these weird, like. He holds on to this like slight that he feels has been, you know what I mean? Like, well, no, but then he, he, he this is where Joe failed again. I think um, it's more than a slight. I, I get it. But the I'm thing just... was what these people did caused a rift between him and Izzy Stringer. Yes. And then Joe's like, well, but why do you guys get along? I was like, Joe, I really do not want to talk about this at all. And but we do know you believe that? That he doesn't want to talk about it? He started crying. I realized he started crying, but I... If you don't want to talk about something, you don't talk about it. No, he was trying to say we had a falling out because uh, I had to go against these people and it ruined one of the most viable relationships I've ever had. Yeah. The fact that we had a falling out has nothing to do with what it was. But Joe wanted to know about the falling out. Like, but why did this guy forgive you? Why did this guy see that your point of view is like, Joe, that... You know what? Kamara is right. I remember listening to this and thinking he doesn't even want to be talking about any of this part of it he ended up going there because he had to divert from like this potential train wreck that was going to happen so in order to like do that he had to like be vulnerable somehow to show joe that he wasn't the alpha like it was weird it was so weird it was super weird because he's a genius but he can talk about anything we have geniuses on there that are geniuses in their field, but he can talk about music, pop culture. He is culture, a true YouTube, renaissance man. Everything he, he, he can really play the guitar. Driver. That was shocking. He, he can do anything. So I just wish Joe would give him more of a benefit of a doubt. 
and I don't think he should ever be on the podcast again. He's got to talk to people who can talk to him, like Alex Friedman or well, something. Well, I think that Joe, because Joe has been let into that um, intellectual dark web kind of, you know. Circle, yeah. Circle. He, like, to Kamar's point, again, Eric Weinstein is so fucking brilliant. He is, like... All of those guys, he is, even Sam Harris, even Jordan Peters, like, he's like a level above those guys. He is so brilliant. I, I don't know, man. I, I think um, I think Joe forgets who he's talking to sometimes. It's like he, like he said, if you never stop asking why, you gotta say why, because it's blue. Why? Because <laughs> the reflection of the, you know what I mean? That, that idea. Yeah. And most people will get satiated or they'll have an asshole parent says, because I said so, that's why. But if you never stop asking why, you will get to why is everything made of the same particles, but everything's different. And that's where we are at this, and we can't grasp it. And I think I'm not smarter than anyone. I listen, do you listen to this at slow speed? No. I went out of my way to listen at slow speed, like... This time I'm gonna pay. <laughs> I was on two times, so I, I still got it though. Like I, I, there wasn't any nuance that I missed. This time I'm gonna pick it like up. It. This time I'm gonna get it. Uh, what was interesting? His is, oh, don't no go on. His podcast, Matt. I don't know if you've ever listened the to the portal, it, but um, like they, he doesn't dumb it down. He oh, I'm well his, aware. His whole theory is, um, let the community teach each other about the things they don't understand, and I'm just going to keep talking. Which I, it's so brilliant. Like, if you really want to find out. Yeah, go learn something, people dummy. People will teach you, but it's not going to happen on my show. <laughs> I'm just going to, because it would make it unbearable for everybody else or for the people who Well, that's understand. why he comes on here, though, I think. Yeah, to talk to the masses. To dumb it down no, and no, talk to all the dummies. Totally, and, and this was his like platform me, by the way. to talk to, like, a lot of people about this thing that he was obviously April petrified to talk about and Joe like made that impossible. Joe wasn't listening. Joe wasn't trying to understand. He was just trying to, I, but I can't. Maybe he didn't understand though. Sorry, Kamar, that it was so important to Eric. Mm, yeah, maybe. I, I, I just can't believe that um, it just felt like Joe wasn't listening and was getting caught on weird details that well, well, I can ask this question. You're smart enough to answer. It. You should be able to answer it. That had nothing to do with what he was trying to say. Like he's like he said, the the guy was ahead of the science uh, community at Harvard. That interesting enough was part of giving free uh, information to China, or whatever, so they could use or whatever. But also just devaluing scientists. It's like this guy was too close to it that he just got offended by me challenging it. And that should have just stopped there. But Joe had to dig and dig and dig. And he was just like, Joe, the, you're missing the point of what I'm trying to say. Like, things that can be important to you that aren't funny, as in joke thievery isn't funny. We don't joke about it. And you'll see that with comedians. Whenever you come out with that, they go, ah, yeah. Jokes get stolen and whatnot. It's, it's like, whoa, pump the brakes. And he was trying to say that to Joe, and Joe couldn't understand it. That, that's what I found. And it was just like, what are we doing here? He I mean, seems I just like he thought, wants to come back. I just thought the whole time, I was like, just let him speak. Yes. Well, like, no. He's trying to get a point across. You're not even giving him a chance to get the steam. But sometimes he feels like he's asking for clarification. Just, I don't think, I didn't understand. So I don't think that people listening don't understand. Because it's weird when he started doing, he's trying to show. 
It's like, there's no point to you showing stuff because the majority of people are listening to this right now. And I get that. But lots of people show things on Joe's show. Like, what's his name comes on? The physicist. And Joe never says, don't show your slides. Like, that was like a... It was just mean. Or, I, I don't know, man. Or at least refer to where you can see this. Like, if you're listening to this podcast right now, stop it. Y you know what I mean? It could Because I do that all the time. Plenty of people have come on and showed slides. Well, your boy. Excuse what's his me. name? Fucking. Plenty of people. Who's uh, Graham Hancock? Yeah. <coughs> like, I, I, it's just Joe picked that as a Excuse thing he was, uh, he was not going to have in this episode. He just didn't want to hear the whole. He didn't want to hear his theory, period. Yeah, that's what it felt like. He was just not interested. In... He was not interested. Now, my question to you guys is this. Do you think maybe, because Kamar, I sent you that thing a couple months ago, maybe a month ago, where someone had, uh, and he mentions it, he of course. Him? I get it. Yeah, yeah. But my question is, do you think maybe Joe had fully read that? And like, no. Well, what I mean, you, again, what are you guys talking no, there's, about? there's no way. I, you, I, I, you never read anything I send to the group, which is fine. It's on a slight. It's you're busy. Um, I sent to the group that these guys, these academics had uh, gone through Weinstein's theory of everything paper and basically picked it apart, um, which he brings up in this episode. What's interesting is this is the most interesting that gives him more credibility is he talked about this a year ago. He says, I have this thing. I'm not going to put it out publicly yet because it's not ready. Yeah. But he had some of it out that these guys were able to get hold of and debunk. Mm -hmm. He said, when the time is right, I will release it. This is this time. And he said those guys would, well, one of them is anonymous and the other, and we said, how crazy is someone smart enough to read this thing and debunk it? See, my one problem with Weinstein though, is that he goes, the other guy's anonymous. I'm not even going to kowtow to someone who's a, who's too cowardly to tell. I was like, listen, anonymity, like this guy could be super close to him. He could be someone like his brother. Again, it could be his. No, wait, no it's not his brother. They're, but they're way too open to do that. But hear me out. Like, think about it. So the time, the 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 thing that brought him to tears, the story about that guy. Imagine if he had just done that anonymously, he would still have this fucking super close friend. Like, I, I found that very odd that he was mad that this guy had picked apart his paper, but wanted to remain anonymous. Like, well, I think it's more he can't defend the criticism to someone anonymous. But again, that would just be him you trying to use leverage as in like, well, you're not a you're not a you know a Harvard PhD or you're not this, so I can't like that's the kind of stuff like there's a lot of smart people on the internet that don't have fucking degrees. So it But ideally I'm I'm sure if that anonymous criticism came through and he looked at it and said, Well, of course it's two plus four. Sure, listen. I was just saying they may get credit for Kamar, I'm not shitting so on him. I was just saying I had one problem and that was it. So for me, my, my one thing about Weinstein was that. It's not, my apologies. It's not impossible that this he has really got a theory that may explain things that we just don't understand, like things we've been waiting on as human beings. And won't Joe feel like a big dummy when uh, it turns out that that's the fact and he had a chance to break that wide open and well, chose to pass he still, on still inadvertently Joe is the platform that he put this out there. I'm sure there's people everywhere ripping it apart or whatever, and it could be the X factor. So that's what I'm talking about. I don't think Joe missed a boat. I think just Joe Baff fucked up a good opportunity of a great conversation. I think he by getting the boat. stuck on some points. I'll tell you why he didn't miss the boat. Cause I think Weinstein loves him enough that either way, let's say 10 years from now, this was like the breakthrough of all breakthroughs. 
I think he would still give Joe credit. Like, well, the first time I spoke about this was you're, on. Uh, you're probably right, but I'll know, Matt. <laughs> Fair enough, Simon. That's all that really fucking matters. Well, I'm just letting you know, you know. And in any event, this was a three-hour podcast, but there's only one hour worth listening to. I find because what he said, and you could argue, no, it's important. You still got to talk about this woke culture and stuff. We've been talking about it for six years, and nothing's changing. So it's sort of redundant to talk about it. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I said, super fallacious. Well, the woke, last three times culture. he's been on, that's all they've spoken about. So and, and that's I, the reason he got on the show in the first place. He doesn't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, I get it. He's like, let's talk about my paper. Let's yeah. talk about gauge theory. Let's talk about this. And then, I don't know, you just said that. But that, yeah, well, that's the problem is what? Um, what I was thinking uh, as he was uh, getting the conversation back on track, he was talking about the um, podcast. And like he said, Joe, do you have a problem with being famous? Or, well, I wouldn't do this if I didn't want to be famous. And how successful the podcast is. And Joe says it's happenstance. Draws me concern with um, <coughs> the comic club he's making. Why? Because the, this podcast is the greatest thing to happen to Joe. Yeah. His kids probably, he could argue. But like he said, I never planned for any of this. Now he's taking a situation where he's totally planning. So it's sort of like Jurassic Park, you know what I mean? Yes and no, though. I mean, you could also argue this is happenstance. Like, he was perfectly comfortable in L.A. doing his show. Wasn't thinking about moving to Austin and opening a comedy club. Like, would have been fine staying in L.A., performing at the store for the next decade. And this would never have happened. That's what I'm saying. Had the had COVID not happened and L.A. turned the way it did, I think it kind of is happenstance. I get what you're saying. Now that he's there, it seems like a plan. But you could argue that happened with, like, we all we did the throwback of the very first episode that obviously didn't look well put together at all. But as it grew, Joe isn't open enough, I think, to admit it. But it sounds like he had like a dream or something where I mean, he is really into dreams lately. Dirt in the mouth um, where somebody came to him and like said, you know, move from L.A., open a comedy club, do this like. I'm with Matt. Uh, this all seems pretty like universe oh, no. just took care I, of it. I've said publicly on the show that it's my dream now to go <laughs> do open mic. And he doesn't club. want, he even said it. He said a bunch of times, he's like, I'll be fine if we break even. I'll be fine if we lose money. Yeah. Like, well, that was inspiring to hear he that. He just too. wants to make a good club. I also know for a fact that he bought a theater this week in Austin. His oh, intentions, well, his, his intentions are really good. Yeah. What is the road to hell paved with? Money. There's things that could go out of, like, if if a manager hires or something goes wrong, you, you know what I mean? It could be out of his control. And, and it just, it just I, I just, in the back of my head, the way he was talking about it, I want to do this, I want to do that. I hope it works. But just if it doesn't, it's like his, his run, he ran out. I mean, if you really look know. at what Joe did by saying, fuck you, Hollywood, we don't need you. Like that could save a, it could save a lot of people a lot of money, first of all, because living in LA was just so expensive. Now they can live in a much cheaper place where the taxes are way better, I guess. And all the comedy is in one place. Like, I don't know, man. No, it sounds too good to be true. But it's, I mean, it, it well, doesn't, it doesn't though. I mean, he's literally, he's taking the fucking insane amount of money he just got and He's and giving back Spotify to the community. Money. Yeah. yeah. Like it all again, universe like. <laughs> and if he pulls it off, it'll be the most amazing 
I mean, listen. Bigger than comedy. If we're living in a simulation, maybe we're just in Joe's. Who knows? Well, that would make sense. Because it seems like everything works out for him. Everything he he jumps into turns out aces. The weird thing to me that I was thinking about the other day is like, you never hear him talk. He must be so heavily invested. In everything? In just in general. And you never hear him talk about it. Like Elon, for example. When Elon... Elon had a like a... A quiet SpaceX IPO to all his rich friends that raised like a ton of money. And I wonder if he went to Joe and was like, hey, do you want into SpaceX for like $10 million or something like that? I mean, Joe only had that money recently. Before that, he was just a normal. Well, he had like $40 million before that. But I'm, you know, it's that's enough to invest a decent amount of fucking. Both ways, though. I'm sure there's been things along the way where Joe's lost a million dollars investing in something. I'm sure. Oh, for sure. She doesn't talk about. We also know almost certainly that he has to have some sort of crypto just based on Brian and the early conversations, right? Of course he does. Yeah. And he's he's always been in that sort of computer like he had crypto guys on early yeah six seven eight years ago like crypto is the most amazing thing ever how how divisive it is no matter what happens have you have you guys been watching lex's podcast he's pretty much only this week had crypto people on it was crypto it's nft whatever the space is but it's just like there's people you said look it was four hundred dollars ten years ago now $70,000. But you still look like, but what is it? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they can't even go, well, I guess it's What something. do you mean they mine it? Let me ask you a question, because this is always a super, this is this is one of the most like talked about things on all the crypto like subreddits that I'm on. So let's say in 2012, you had somehow bought, let's just say a thousand Bitcoin. For nothing. Actually, you wouldn't even bought. They were giving it away back then. It's true. Like, I'll give you an example. I read this thing the other day. I might have spoken about this. This guy posted this thing on Reddit, and he was like, this really didn't age well. And it's an old StarCraft prize uh, breakdown. First place is 500 bucks. Second place is 250 Third place is 100 bucks. Fifth place to 10th place is 50 Bitcoin. So you know what I mean? But the question is this. Let's say you had bought a thousand Bitcoin early. Do you think you would have held it this long? No, that that, that is a question. Like when it got to four thousand, holy fuck, this can't happen. That, and all the all those stages, you can hate yourself. Now there's a sixty thousand Canadian or whatever it is. That's why I can't do any of that stuff because I'm like so hard on myself. I would constantly just be reliving all the mistakes I made. But what I've learned, and we should even talk about this. You should wrap this up and get to the next one. Uh, you can buy a. Uh, Ethereum or Bitcoin, when it goes up and you make $15, sell it, take $100, buy it again. It goes up $5, like just that way. It doesn't matter how much it goes up or goes down. Well, the problem with Ethereum, though, is like most times you buy and sell it, the gas fee is astronaut. It's very high. I listened to one podcast that I don't understand what they're talking about, said they're thinking of removing that. So, I mean, yeah, Ethereum I, 2.0, they're trying to lower the gas fee. Yeah, everything's on the level, but I'm just saying these things. Go up and down, but you don't have to think about it like necessarily as well. I wouldn't put every cent you have into any of these things. No, that's crazy. Yeah, but it's not out of the realm of saying put a hundred dollars in on Monday, second it goes up two dollars, take that hundred two dollars out, keep the two, put a hundred dollars back in till it goes up to whatever you're comfortable with it going up to. Take that. Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, that's a really slow way of making money, but it's more than just your money staying in the bank account and doing nothing. Well, what most the only problem is the fees. What most people say you should do, Kamar, is just put aside 
Like if you have, if you get paid every second Friday or every Friday, put aside whatever you feel comfortable with again, 10%, 5%, 3%. And just, it's called dollar cost average. You're supposed to just slowly buy Bitcoin so that you're not stuck at any particular level. So that it, let's say it's on its way down. Because sometimes it loses 50% of its value. You do better that time. That, going that's down. precisely it. And you and should. You can't think about what you lost when it's high. No. And as it's going down, if you have the money, you should just be buying it because every time it's gone down 80%, it's then shot back up 400. How so. many times does this have to happen? So I'm saying people are split on it, like Alex Hanhold, whatever. The best is this week, Peter Schiff tweeted. I was wrong about Bitcoin. Oh, it's over then. This is what I'm saying. Like this, you're going to see this month in the next few months, all the big banks are going to get into it. And then it's probably going to be game over. You're going to regret not getting in at 57,000 US is, or whatever. The time is now definitely in that Tesla made more money from Bitcoin than from selling cars. I mean, that's insane. It's insane. And then that just shows you how much insider trading there is going on even in the Bitcoin world. You say that, but we had the insider trading when Alexander no, Hobbesis was on this. I don't I will that. say this though. This is crazy. So Simon brings up an interesting point. So Coinbase is like the world's biggest uh like trading spot for crypto. There's an app called Coinbase, Coinbase Pro. They're about to go public. They're about to release their IPO this month. And in the statement, in their, um, what's it called? It's like all their liabilities. They state that one of their liabilities is Satoshi Nakamoto because he holds one point, it's, they think he owns either between 1 million or 1.2 million Bitcoin. So he personally, let's say he emptied out his Bitcoin wallet tomorrow, it could like single-handedly crash It'd the market. It'd be like all the diamonds being released and crashing to beers. Interesting. So they list him specifically as a liability to their shareholders in the fucking initial public offering. So Simon's not wrong. that, And there are people that believe that whales, but this is another interesting thing, Simon. 60% of Bitcoin hasn't moved in, I think it's like a year and a half. Yeah. So 60% of people that have Bitcoin, the richest of them, are just holding it. They're well, not doing a goddamn thing. I am 100% convinced that Elon Musk is a CIA. And Ow. him being able to manipulate is somehow, I don't even, like, I'm not, I don't know what he did to make Bitcoin raise or fall in value. But the fact that he can do that means that potentially... Um, the government is actually controlling those markets in some way. Uh, I don't know, man. Well, no, the because the SEC, so the SEC, the SEC fined him for a tweet, $40 million last year, 20 million to Tesla, 20 million to him because he tweeted. The problem is, is Bitcoin isn't regulated. Yeah. Anyways. So, well, but it is. Well, it's decentralized. But it's regulated by itself, just with the blockchain. I mean. Just get Simon's ready when Elon starts, like, the Musk dollar or something. and then No, he's just know, pushing Doge. He's just trying to make well, this... It, he'll this, make that into the Musk coin, whatever. It's I was going to say, even all these experts say, yeah, it could crash. Yeah, of course. They don't say there's no... nothing, But nothing is out of the realm of uh, crashing, whatever. Listen, Ray Dalio came out this week and said, and it was like, it shocked the world. He was like, the government will outlaw Bitcoin. Or take control of it. In, one in or the other. Way. They have to do one or the other. They can't have it exist as this like pirate fucking um, currency. It goes against everything they've tried to do for the past, since the creation and, of fucking the banks. And they just create an opportunity for something else to come along. Not really. Of though. all the other currencies there are. What do you mean of all the other cryptos? If you look at the crypto charts, there's like... Uh, Ethereum and Bitcoin. There's Bitcoin Cash. There's, Dude, there's Zipcoin. Like, there's fucking... They can't shut it all down, I don't think. There's just always something to pop up. They're like, ah, like it's a, like it's a sprout. They should have shut it down a long time ago. 
I mean, listen, I, the way I see it is this. Or it's CIA. The way I see it is this, Simon. There's there's a few too many institutions now that are deep in in Bitcoin that it would be very difficult for the government to outlaw. Like, once Apple buys a billion worth of Bitcoin, it's going to be tough for the government to then go to Apple and say, yeah, that billion you bought worth of assets, we're just taking it. Yeah, no, I don't think they're going to outlaw it, Matt. I think they're going to somehow take control of it or I they, they won't have it out of their hands. So how do they get their greasy paws into it? I mean, keep in mind, it's supposed to be decentralized. You have to, all these places where you sign up to buy this shit, they ask, you have to, you have to give ID, photo ID, or you don't, you can't get an account. So you can't buy crypto. So without. they know exactly who everybody is. Well, because they want to get you with taxes because you get taxed on every crypto. That's the other thing, Kamar. All those transactions are taxable. So every time you buy and sell your Bitcoin and that little thing you were talking about, the government wants their piece every single time. Well, they should just take it off the bat. Um, Eric Weinstein was there talking about music comedy at the end. I thought Joe put it really uh, perfectly in that the skill is uh, saying whatever you want, like offensively, but communicating to people that you're a good person. Yeah. Like, just yeah, yeah. that trust there or whatever. And then uh, Eric was like, well, comedy has gotten a good place because there was this period where, oh, you can't say anything. And I haven't, I mean, I don't know my material is that controversial, but I, I've... I haven't noticed a difference in anything. Yeah, I have an AIDS joke now that I work into the, and it gets some ooze or whatever, but it still gets laughs, like, because by the time I tell it. But I mean, I've, you have I've, been shut down I, once. I, I've won over the, yeah, exactly. And I still tell that joke. And uh, I don't think twice about it. You're not, like, your nerd stuff isn't that controversial. I don't think so either. But just the point being, Joe's saying universities, you had to figure out a way to say this stuff without saying it or whatever. Yeah. You just had to change your act, just bend your act a bit. And then uh, Eric was like, well, I think comedy has progressed more than music has because music just has too much freedom. Because I think the best music is a song saying something w without saying it. Like you saying wet ass pussy, like, okay, that's fine. That's a like, great sentiment. But is there a, a more clever way to say exactly what you're saying there without saying it? And Joe's like, oh no, just say it. Just like you'd be like, oh, just say whatever you want when you're doing comedy. And I think music should be suppressed, it would get better. Because what I found the worst thing is all the music right now is rich people complaining about depression. <laughs> like pop music, all the, all the, like, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, I don't, I've, I haven't listened to like a new, I have, you know, pop music don't, is so off. Don't. Well, why would I? I'm an old man at this point. But it's just like when we were kids and it was, everything was going crazy with um, Motley Crue and just these, Poison, all these glam bands were getting out of control, and then all of a sudden came Nirvana, and everything changed. Like, oh no, this—you know what I mean? Well, I was—I was going to use that as an as an example of like, you know, you never really knew what the fuck they were saying. You'd have to like get the lyrics in front of you and like be like, oh, oh, okay, okay. But it's not like on first listen you were like, oh, that's what Kurt was saying. Well, half a fucking Pearl Jam songs about <laughs> school shootings and, and and suicide and stuff, but you don't—you think it's uplifting. In any event, I think he was spot on. That music needs some sort of calling. It's spoken calling. <laughs> Whatever. I love Whatever. you. I love your exactly. singing voice. Um, I just agreed 100% with Eric Weinstein. Music could use something holding it down so it doesn't feel so free to say whatever you want like i can't that's so weird though you're against cancel culture but you're almost saying you want something to suppress music so it gets way. better well but i mean just the way comedy got better because it got suppressed or allegedly 
But do you not think this is part of getting old? That like you just they, that the music isn't made for you anymore. Like I like I said to you a couple weeks ago, there's no reason Machine Gun Kelly should be doing punk rock right now, singing about his feelings and stuff. Like he's 30 years old and he's rich. Like he's just tapping into. I hate to say it, Little Peep was so ahead of his time. Everyone's just doing what he did. Everyone. If but again, he alive, was but he was 20 and depressed, and that's all he rapped about. So like, what's but, the? But he just started making money. Like he was he was 17 and had nothing. Sure, but then when he had money, he was still rapping about being depressed. Out of SoundCloud. I, no, he died. He died at like 21. Like, yeah, I know, but he had tons of he had tons of cash at that point. I don't know if he had like he just broke. He too knows. Is he the one who did the song with Kanye and they were dressed as big whatever? No, that's, no, that's Lil Pump. Yeah. Oh my god. There's so many. There's going. a lot of Lil Simon. I'm telling you, if Lil Peep had not died, yeah. he would be the biggest. All these guys are just doing what he did. Listen, I'm out of my realm here, oddly, so. And I'll just say you're right. When I like Green Day, it was because they, they were broke punk rockers. You know what I mean? He's running for president. What? Billy Joe Armstrong? Yeah. For, you know what? And he's Republican. No way. I swear to God. That doesn't make sense. I, I, had, to, I had to double check it. No, wow. really? Wow. Breaking I, news. I vote for him. <laughs> and then he was, I, his brother was in Rancid. No, that's his cousin, I think. No, it's his brother. Well, Rancid, Rancid they got bad when they got big. They're so much better as Operation Ivy. Well, they were really good as Rancid. I don't know, like, Here Come the Wolves is an amazing album. But what I'm saying is success with that kind of, like, it's like you, you're funnier when you ride on the bus in the back of a limo, you know what I mean? It's uh, Success is always the undoing of these bands that started, like, just being gritty and, like, yes, doing for the I'll music sort of thing. That. I just want some, I think, I agree with him in his hypothesis that if music got some suppression, the good music would do a workaround and we'd get better well, music. Well, that is true, Kamar, because the problem with having so many outlets now for music is you're going to get some great ones that you never would have heard, and you're also going to get a bunch of shit that makes it out there that shouldn't be. Well, I mean, I'm with Kamar in that, like, if you think about rap as an example, like, before rap was purchased, you know what I mean? But when you couldn't find rap on TV, in movies, when it was like... It yeah, was to all, buy mixtapes on the street. It was almost all good. That's what I'm saying is like now, you couldn't you couldn't sucks. find bad rap. I mean, you could, but it was just few and far between. Like you had to come correct or you were just like ostracized, like get the fuck out of here. Yeah, now it's like any old fucking mumble rapper. And the other problem that you mentioned is like now there's so much money in it that like. So you're agreeing with me. I think we have an agreement. Yeah. Or should I hit the button? We have an agreement. We have an agreement. <laughs> you didn't let it fucking. No. Oh, you want me to really? Off. Okay, so, well, Jesus. Um. But like I, I said, really made that good, huh? You like that? Yeah, yeah. amazing. That NF Real guy, I, I urge you to listen to him and go, well, this is interesting. Okay. Like, this is You good. urge me to say this is interesting? No, I, <laughs> I, like, I, let, I dare you to listen to go, this guy's trash. Okay, when I'll all check it out. other stuff is trash, even though I like trash. So that's d different in that aspect, you know what I mean? I think it's... We're no, definitely due... that made any We're sense. definitely due for a Kendrick Lamar album. I like trash music. Like, I like, I like everything. Uh, the good stuff and the bad stuff. Yeah. Uh, when InSync was big, I liked them. Y you know what I mean? Like I remember Brown Paper Bag was like your fucking. My <laughs> That's a fucking anthem and a true hip hop. And it's like this is unbelievable. You know what? Yeah. I, I like it all. Yeah. And I agree. There's a lot of trash out there, but there still is like good stuff. Like, oh, that's that seems like it's integrity. It seems like it's well thought out. It seems like it's. And the best is integrity. Well thought out. No. 
No, but it does exist. But I, I also think, Kamar, it's part of... I also think I'm right in that it's also part of getting old and that you get old and music just isn't made for you anymore. The people that you grew up listening to aren't making music know, anymore. But and good but it's, is good. it's subjective. I get it. And there is I get it. And there's still subjectively like bad yes. music. And it's but why these people are mad at the NFTs. Listen, there's definitely new music I like. Like it's not I'm not some fucking crusty, crotchety old, you know, oh, Muppet. You will be. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I'm on my way. Okay, let's move on from uh Yes. Weinstein. Simon, you want to rate it? I give him, I love him, I will give him... You're not rating him, you're rating the episode. A five. So. I will give this episode a zero. I give him a five, I give this episode a zero. Except for the last hour, there's something there that will never get out to the people that need to hear it. Oh, this was like one of the most frustrating things ever, and they couldn't have picked a worse time to... Joe couldn't, is just like piling on at this point. Yeah, it was bad. I give it uh, a one. I'm keep sticking with my, uh, sticking with my fucking. I'd rating. actually, if I can, I'd give this negative numbers. This is a minus four. <laughs> this episode sucked for sure. Like I was so upset. I I didn't even do justice because I got too much hate out in the Alex Hanhold episode. But like, I have never detested an episode more than this episode on Joe Rogan. This was worse than the Adam Ruins Everything. This was worse than listening to Gary and fucking Stefan. No. Yes, man. This was horrible. Because I respect Eric Weinstein, Stein, Stein, whatever, so much and know that he's so smart and then to like have to listen to this bullshit. And it was Jamie and Eric that saved or just salvaged whatever happened in this podcast by playing that one movie clip with Robin Williams. Well, because it got Joe on his whole story about yep, Robin, yep, where he yep, could yep, talk yep, about yep, himself. Yep, yeah, yep, whatever. It was amazing. Whatever. Well, no props. Props given where props are due. To Jamie? Jamie and Eric for, like, I needed Jamie to get up and smack Joe at one point. Like, just let him <laughs> Jamie, talk, Jamie should have, like, Joe should have a, a buzzer on him where if things are just getting real bad, Jamie can hit him with like a shot, you know, a volt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm not exactly. I'm not oh playing. shit. What was I doing? Oh, Eric, I love you. Like what's going oh, no. on? He loves him. And beyond the scope of science. Th th this episode is why this podcast needed to happen though. There's other people out there like, what the fuck? Well, there should be to? a follow-up to this one, like the Twitter one, where he has him back on to explain his theory of everything. We'll see. We'll see. Either way, this was terrible. If you're going to go back and listen to this uh, monstrosity of an episode, once once they start getting into the... 156. Am I, am I, is that it? 156? Just skip ahead. At 142, ahead. Joe asked Jamie to look up subjective and objective. Oh, okay, so at that point, at one, so that. at 142, you want to just fly ahead. Try, just skip. try at an hour. You're going to want to go ahead an hour at least because it's awful. Is, no, it's, no, I'm saying an, at an hour mark because they argue about that oh. long before they look up the definitions. Oh, no. That's super painful. But at 142... I go, what are we doing? Don't listen to fucking look up the definition of the thing you've just been arguing for a half hour. I'm just saying that's when that's when you realize you're out of the water, like it, it's coming to an end it there. It wasn't even what they were fucking talking about. No, we never got to that, but he got it out there. Hopefully someone really smart challenges it, comes up with a solution, and me and uh, Simon get our X Factor. X Factor, baby. Mm -mm. All right, well, let's move on to the last one of the week. Kamar doesn't even have it ready. Laura Beats, 1629. It's Laura, isn't it? It's Laura Bites. Laura Bites. I believe Lara the correct Bites. pronunciation is Laura Bites. Laura Bites, okay. But two hours in, 
he said her name and fucked it up and she corrected right away. I was like, oh, so... Uh, we don't know each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is the wrong comedian. I didn't see you in the no, fucking no, OR. No, no. I wanted Laura Boats. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I think Joe said uh, once a month he wants to talk about aliens. Mm-hmm. And I think once a month he wants to put a comedian on. Just Well, I want to ask you this. This was what I found interesting. Because he talked about her ages ago, months ago. Do you think that... Because he always books it months in advance. Do you think her weight loss was like triggered by no. being like, I'm going to have to go on Joe no, and I no, don't want to. No, this she, took much longer she, than that. She said it was because of COVID. But to what she said uh, later on where everyone says, how'd you get there? Like, who'd you call or whatever? He goes, I just keep doing this. That night she went out. She said she tried new material. Joe said him and Burt Kreischer saw her kill in front of 10 people. Yeah. She just was doing what she's doing. No, and like she said, had I known you were the back of the room listening to me, I probably would have come out with my most polished material to try and impress you. Yeah. So just goes to show, stay in your fucking lane, keep your head down, do what you think you should be doing, don't try to impress anyone. Because she's, uh, I don't know how old she is, but she's from Milwaukee. You, you know what I mean? Like the most unlikeliest person to all of a sudden be on the Joe Rogan experience. And experience I thought you'd success. hate her. How so do you, you not like hate her? her? Yeah, yeah, what's what going on here? Happening? This is off brand. The, this is very off brand. Um, well, I listened to it really fast. So she sounded all right. But I think well, and slowly. I guess, no, according to Kamara's um, moral, whatever, she paid her dues. She has nothing handed to her. She's not. Um, but she paid her dues. She never said how long she's been doing this. What if she's only years. She said 10 years. Okay. So that's dues enough for you. In America, it is, man. Okay, in there's America, work to be done there. <laughs> there's guys you've been doing twenty years here who are hilarious, but there's no industry here to. Yeah. Well, to I get can agree anything. with that for sure. Uh, but let's go back. Do you think uh, after this lockdown, because that was the majority, of this was, yeah, COVID talk. Yeah, she's in LA, and I feel like Joe likes to talk about it now to um, reinforce his decision as a good decision. Like, yeah. I really miss LA, right LA sucks. Did you hear LA sucks? Well, you I, live there, don't you? I think it LA, sucks. I think it does suck, though. <laughs> I, th- I think it might suck. If politician, if politicians, politicians, politician <laughs> compensation is sort of related to the con- economy. Say that again. I don't know. That was mumbling. Politicians compensation, the money they make, yeah. has a relation to the economy. So they can shut down the economy and stuff, but they're going to take a hit. The politicians? The politicians. Are you asking if I think they should take a hit? Moving forward, whenever this clears, I feel they have too much power now. In that uh, tomorrow night, there's going to be a full stadium uh, in Texas for a baseball game. Okay. Some stadiums, there's people. We're in our third lockdown. Like We may conceivably be in a lockdown where the NFL has full stadiums in every city. Are you talking about us now here in Canada? Well, it, it's growing further and further apart. Like all the new comedy clubs are opening up in New York City now. I think it's this week. But they're way ahead of us on the vaccines. Are they? I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, they are. They're inoculating <laughs> like a million people a day or something. They're definitely way ahead of us on the vaccines. We're like doing, we're lucky if we can get 22 people to show up for their appointments. That's a problem. But there's a bunch of people there, more people in America than there are Canadians don't you, want to get back. You just to sound like Joe, though. Like he gets these four ideas in his head and just repeats them endlessly without actually doing any of the research. Well, like rap, rap. Joe's talking about how, oh, no 
It can't be passed outside. We don't know anything about the fucking variants, man. Like, they could all operate on totally different uh, so rules and regulations. The answer to my question is no, Kamar. I don't think politicians' <laughs> money should be uh, connected to the economy. I'll put it to you this way. If you're going to shut... Say for discussion, Kamar, I'll put to, it to you this way. Are you my I'll put point. it to you this way. I think if you're going to shut the economy down, you shouldn't still be receiving 100 plus K a year at that point. If you're going to make everyone else stay home... I mean, there's an argument that maybe you should take a pay cut while everyone else does. If so you're, you have some sort of hybrid thinking of that. Though. I mean, it's I tough mean, though because hold no on, fucking brain. But hold on, it's tough to say though because they're also if you're showing up to work, if you're doing, if you're still doing work every day, why are you taking a pay cut? That's also an argument, is it not? Well, because they're certainly not doing the same. Anyways, okay, yes, that that is an argument. I uh, guess I'm just I'm just trying to play both sides here. I'm showing you know Diablo Avocado. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Point yeah. is, Kamar. I'm with you. It, like, if the government wants to shut down businesses, then they have to compensate those businesses. I'm with you. Just make the debt bigger. What's the fucking difference at this point? You're a trillion dollars in debt, or you save all these small businesses, and you're a trillion and one dollars in debt. What's well, I mean, the hold on, though. Difference? Printing as much money as they are is a big problem. But they've already made that problem. Yeah, yeah, like, you might problem? as well save shit while you can. I, you know, I didn't want okay. to talk about it, but they talk about it. Um, you know we have the highest old folks deaths in the world yeah because we're useless so, but now we're useful or something like at, at what point to say okay guys e, 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 they're making bad decisions that have gotten to this point we've got to like you hear what's happening down the street at the wellington diner he's going for it frosty yep staying open <laughs> course really? he is really yeah that's not gonna work <laughs> as joe said revolution's that's, young yeah, game but it's that's I, not gonna work. i hope he's got some backing or whatever to like see this through i i i mean how it ends is him being taken to jail right i don't know i mean he, he listen he's a smart guy and that he's he's gonna get a lot of publicity out of this one and way or the other a lot of people ordering takeout because of no it. no it's probably not no, no, takeout's idea. legal he wants the restaurant no, no, to be I'm, open i'm saying but you still need people to be ordering matt yeah. what's the best way to get free publicity is yeah, to, yeah. how many i mean look maybe he's right maybe there are enough people out there who want to be eating so badly that they'll in essence, break the law. I guess I don't. I don't know the logistics of it. I mean, I'll, like, listen, what I'll, if this is a like a turning part? Okay, fuck you. I mean, Kamar, I'm going to say this. Like, Mary works at a bar, and Mary's like, this is out of control. She's like, it's just you already do enough babysitting as a bartender in that you have to make sure everyone gets home safe and that no one's over drinking and this, that, and the fucking next. She's like. If you move tables, you're supposed to wear a mask. And people are drinking and no one's doing that. It's, and she's just fucking yelling at people the whole night. Hey, put your mask on. It's put your ma just like, bars and restaurants that are different this time around, right? Well, and I guess hair salons and gyms. But a, a normal mom and pop retail store is still open, Kamar. Yep. Yeah. And if it... So they were trying to find the places in their logic, okay? Or flawed or not, they're trying to find the places where they think this thing is getting out of control. And to Matt's point, inside dining with no masks on is a lot more, um, there's a lot more risk to that than people with who are both wearing masks and behind glass. But my problem is they're not talking about the transmission anymore. They're talking about the fact that it's variants is the problem. How do the variants get in the country? <laughs> Our fucking government let other people in. Absolute, so absolutely. At what point do we say 
it's not our fault we are still in lockdown. It's your fault we're still in lockdown. So well, Kamar, hold you on, hold on, hold on. Wait, that the stop. masses are correct, and that is not necessarily the case. Just because you hold think on. that everybody should be wide open doesn't mean that that's the right decision. Just because they were wrong about not shutting down the airports, and hold on, that's fucking hold on. crazy. Kamar, first the of all, old folks home deaths. You're Again, hold on, hold on. First of all, Kamar, you're way off. It had nothing to do with. I mean, it, I'm sure it did, but there's no point in doing it. It had nothing to do with letting people in. It was that you cannot keep Canadians from leaving. And everyone everyone kept traveling. Well, you cannot... The, the Charter of Rights says you can't keep people here. The government can't keep people here. So Canadians were saying, hey, this is in my Charter of Rights. I'm going to Mexico well, for a week or wait, two. Wait a second. No, you no, they, were, too. they were also letting people I in. I get it. I'm say, stop. I'm saying, though, at that point... Listen, if you're letting Canadians leave because you have to, why bother not letting everyone in? You're just going to kill I, whatever small... Because you're just letting less people in. I'm with him on that. They should have shut down fucking all international I said that, travel listen, a long time ago. I said that to begin with fucking a year ago. What I'm saying, though, what I'm saying, though, is it's in the Charter of Rights like Canadians left. So whether you want to talk about the government, what was the government going to do about Canadians leaving? Because that's uh, a big problem no, too. You, you can't go. It's against the Charter of Rights. Well, you cannot could, do that. They could have. Uh, I'm sure there's some like wartime exemption. Yeah, I'm sure there is, Maddie. We just haven't explored those options. And yet. I think the COVID passport, which is coming, might be against people's Charter of Rights. And I'll get the fucking vaccine. They had the COVID pass. Well, they had it. First of all, they used to have a vaccine passport when you guys were like babies. Well, it's interesting because someone said, you know, you get a vaccine if you go to India or Africa or any of these places. Africa, yeah, you got to get 100 no, no, shots. No, you don't have to. No, it's you, highly recommended you do or you're going to get sick, but you don't have to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some countries demand that you have a vaccine before you enter. That's a fact. And all countries make up their own rules I the actually, same way we can make up But I was about rules. to say, I actually believe Canada makes you, if you want to come back in, you have to have been vaccinated. Isn't that how it works? I have no idea. I just think the, the, the lockdowns, there's a third lockdown. It's not working. There should be, um, if you are high risk or whatever, stay at home. We'll provide service at you that you can stay safe and we'll help you. And the rest of us will start getting back to normal that, that's why things should be done it that's why you never want to talk about this on the podcast i mean I'm, it, it's a broken fucking record i'm with you though like when you look at the old age homes the very first thing we heard when all of this started was that our old are the most um vulnerable and the worst job at protecting them was done for the old but that doesn't mean then that because they got that wrong that they can't make a good decision somewhere else like that logic is flawed kamar you can see that right? but that conclusion will only happen next year when we look back at this and what the right decisions and bad decisions were. Correct. I mean, Kamar, the big problem we don't know. The right big now. problem is that we don't have we don't have an imaginary petri dish over here where no. where we kept stuff open. So it's 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 it's, it's impossible totally possible, to say. Just like I always say, tell me how many people you saved, and you can't say how many people you saved or whatever. I know. I agree. I'm listen. I'm not sitting here. Listen, Kamar. I feel what you're saying. I'm not sitting oh, here uh, saying like you're a fucking idiot and you should be know. fucking shunned. Oh, my, my stepfather's told me I'm an idiot and shouldn't say it on this podcast. Oh, well, don't, you know. people I, listen. But it doesn't matter. I, I, listen, I, you're entitled to your opinion. I I understand where you're coming from. Uh, I just, you know, I don't know. I still um, think we're trying to do the right thing for the greater good here and not spreading what could be, you know, a more fatal variant of a disease. And that's, you know, I don't know. It's all getting convoluted. At um, the end of the day, the economy is already absolutely fucked. So... I was gonna I was gonna save it for the post Joe, but I just throw it in there. Do you hear that they spoiled fifteen million doses of Johnson Johnson vaccines? No. That's enough for our country. <laughs> That's half our country, yeah. <laughs> Who spoiled he, them? He, he, uh, fucking vaccine workers. 
No, but like at the factory, yes. you mean? Was it temperature? Was that the thing? There was, uh, was I didn't like, look at I think they might have put the seal in wrong or put the box in the wrong way or whatever, but <laughs> yeah, that's a country. It's a Scandinavian country. Fifty worth million of, is only half of our vaccines. Fifty. Well, only half the public kids don't need it. They don't need it. You know, for the most part. So add our five. That's twenty million. Again, That'd be enough. Why don't the kids need it? Kids are getting sick now. Kids are dying. And if they were, people would be talking about it. And if if a hundred kids died yesterday of COVID, everyone say lock the doors, lock everything down. But that's not what's happening. They still won't say who's dying. Anyways, I want to get off that. Um, she talked about cats, and there is some sort of thing, eh? Cat. Like a, a girl lives by herself with two cats? Yeah, kind of. There's some sort of weird stigma there, eh? I guess. Because well, it depends how old she is. crazy cat lady. What if she's That's 20? the stigma. 20 is cute, and... Uh, That's what I'm saying. There should be no stigma to cats. Lots of people have many dogs, many rabbits, many whatever. Okay, it's one of those, it's one of those graphs, though, where... It's like age and number of cats. So the further the further you move up that graph, the creepier it becomes, right? Like if you're if you're 20 and you have a cat and live alone, no big deal. Maybe if you have two cats, that's fine too. Yeah, no, I see that graph. Matt. If you're 45 <laughs> and you have nine cats, then that's alarm bells for sure. But there's also a variable of uh, litter box maintenance. I mean, a litter box always stinks. Yeah, I don't know if there's any getting around that. Stinks, yeah. So what's the difference? Well, no, but but. He, when you walk into the house, you go, oh, you have a cat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're there for a half hour, you don't smell anymore. Till you go outside and come back in. Yeah. So the cat owner has a due diligence to realize that it's always going to be there. So you got to do your most to mitigate that. I just never have people over to my house. You have a cat? We have a cat and three dogs. I, I, love know, I know you, you had three dogs. You never want to come to my house. I have a 17-year-old. I can't. So it just smells like piss. It, there's just cum. There's just it your house is just like covered in fur, home. cum, it and really, it smells like old folks' home. It is really like uh, Animal Planet. Jesus. No, I, I think cats are rad, and actually, like I hate them. Whose cat is it then? My daughter's. Well, it was ours. We gave it to her, and then she moved back home and brought the cat with her. But don't you look at a, a cat as like you are just like a week on your own from becoming like a little lion? Yeah, that thing doesn't give two shits about you, and, and it would murder you the first chance it got. <laughs> and it's able to live on the wild. Like with, I mean, not without, my cat. Well, okay, I'm sure there's a point where they just get too babied, but for the most part... No, no, we literally have a cat. It's called a um, ragdoll, and you can't let them outside because they're so stupid and inbred and useless that they would never be able to survive on their own. They're like, if something that was dangerous came up to them, they wouldn't even know it. Well, that's fun. What a fun cat to have. Well, he's an indoor cat. <laughs> well, that's, I know people have indoor cats. I, I just, cats are, are neat. I know when I was um, cats are neat. young, I was allergic to them, so they're just a real hassle. Yeah. But uh, they have their place. And, and like I said, they're little lions. And if you imagine a cat 10 times bigger than it is, like it's game over. Well, it is. Yeah. They do kill so much. Like when Joe says that stat, it's true. Mouse or, or just... House cats kill so much wildlife every year. Oh, they're insane. Birds they or whatever. bats and shit. They're they fucked. They can't help themselves. I gotta kill shit. Oh, yeah. I gotta fucking claw it. I gotta and how it, they gotta bring it. it to you and leave it is so fucking gross, man. The, the best was that if a cat was a person, like, it could be talking to you on the street, like, yeah, did you see the new Avenger? And, like, it could then <laughs> hop up 15 feet into the air, like, 
claw a hawk down and then just throw it down and continue the That's conversation. How like vampires are, man. They'll just be in conversation with you and then snap something's neck. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And try to try to throw a cat on its back. It's impossible. Why it's are impo- you throwing cats no, on their back? I, I'm not you just you just know when you hold a cat, it just goes like There's a guy that did he has a YouTube video where he's just holding his cat above the counter and it's like upside down and he Every time goes lower and lower, and the cat always every time. It's insane. Remember the movie UHF? Of yeah, course. Al, Today Al. we are teaching poodles how to That's fly. That's right, come on. That's right. Like I was hilarious. The, you, the best joke of that is the old guy begging for change. I don't remember. Change for a dollar, thirty-five, fifty cents. Like he just wanted to make change. He didn't want oh. the spare change. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, he won't mention his name, but they had to talk about edibles. And it was Owen Benjamin. I knew it, yeah. Maybe right away. I knew it, yeah. On the Patreon, we review that episode where, um, well, though. No, no, he says Joey, Joey Diaz, Diaz episode, yeah. but. Can I, can I point something out, too, that Joe gives Joey Diaz, like, a pass for uh, dosing people and gave Ari, like, hell for it, so. Has Ari been on since the dose he has? Well, but Joe has publicly, like, said that was terrible, you shouldn't do that, but then when Joey does it with 100 milligrams of weed, it's it's no big deal. I think it's because it was weed versus, like, ecstasy, where he's like, weed, you're just going to feel off, it'll never kill you, like, zero. Joe just finished saying that he gets more psychedelic (laughs) off of weed than he does off of fucking DMT. And you're right. Him. Yeah, you're right. I, if, That's bullshit. If Owen Benjamin's hey, sorry, no, no, I'm saying hey, what Joe says is bullshit. If Owen Benjamin's fine, they, 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 you know, all that got him out of Hollywood. Best thing that happened to him, and all. But if he had a psychotic break and still recovering from it, it's really bad. Oh well, if that's the case, then yeah, it's, it's way worse than I, I don't know. And Kamar Ari was on right after the dosing. Okay, for sober October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Ari hasn't been on since Kobe. Kobe, that was the Kobe thing. You don't want to talk about that. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I was really shocked by that because he went out of his way to say like Joey does this, and like it's almost no bra- big deal. braggadocious yeah. about it, yeah, and yeah. like it's cool and you can do it. And she was like, "Oh yeah, I give my friends weed all the time. I could totally do that." I'm like, "No, don't do that." <laughs> yeah, you can really ruin someone's day. Well, uh, I wouldn't be stoked. I mean, again, I it either. goes to the whole, uh, especially because I don't like doing edibles. If it was something that I liked, it would be easier. If someone slipped you a chocolate? Yeah, not if I slipped you a 500 milligram chocolate. No, you'd be I'm fucking saying livid. I don't even like doing like 10 milligrams. So. Speaking of uh, slipping them on something, then she talked about the one time she got roofied. Yeah, she, actually, she didn't get She struggled with alcohol, and then when they went over the WebMD, they decided she didn't get roofied. She got GHB'd. It sounded like she took something that just didn't interact well with alcohol. No, she didn't. She wasn't drinking at the time. That's why she, oh. she thought she was drunk. Mm. But rehypnol is a legal drug. Like, where does it come from? How, how do you get it? And what does someone look like? What do you plan on doing? Kamar, you're looking for some? Yeah, okay. Haha. <laughs> Joke's on me, but how does that come? Like, <laughs> are you looking to rape someone? Yeah. I got something for you. Just you, you know what I mean. Like, no, I think there was everyone another. Everyone involved ye- in the transaction knows. It obviously oh, had another. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. What are they saying? It's illegal. 
No, but I think some people do Rohypnol as like a recreational drug as well. I think what Kamar is saying though is if you're buying it on the black market, there's like one one sale for it and one sale only. It's not like it's not some PTSD vet who's like, oh, I just can't get any Rohypnol. It's like some greasy college student named Kyle who's like, Hey, you got, hey, you got any fucking Rohypnol there? Every one of the transactions basically knows yeah. what we're doing. With Kyle, this. what are you doing tonight? Like, oh, nothing. Might go to the club, just to uh, hang out with some friends. Know, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, just, listen, the guy who's selling Rohypnol is like the date rape drug is probably not a good guy you know well no one in the transaction that's is what kamar is getting at yeah just, just what i'm saying like it, it should you know how they got rid of quaaludes how they did it they did yeah there was something called quaaludes and then they just said yes it was, i think it was from india or maybe china who knows but they were making them and they just said they were too much fun stop making this and now there's no more quaaludes and if you get a quaalude it's been a jar yeah, for like, 20 years or whatever yeah and they're like 10 grand a pop though if they exist, which is they're like Wolf of Wall Street, they're like the yeah. NFTs of drugs. But what I'm saying is, why can't they stop the production of Rohypno? I guess it's just guys making their camper vans or whatever. Who knows? I don't know. I haven't. I, or maybe it actually has some use this in what, like this, surgeries that they need it for, and it's it's like um, it's like fentanyl. It's illegal, fentanyl, they're saying exactly. You're saying like, it's why illegal. are they still making fentanyl? Well, that's a painkiller. That's that's no, well, I know, but it's killing so many people. They have other painkillers. I mean, Kamar, if you're asking why they still make it, it's supply and demand. Obviously, there's enough Kyles out there looking to get fucking busy. Like, you, it's a terrible thing to say, but that's you your think answer. That'd be unfortunately. One the, that one thing would be a nip in the bud. And half the fentanyl, I think, you is think made the black market rate, in the beginning. You, you think the date rate market is driving enough sales for Rohypnol? Well, if he's that saying that's why uh, they're uh, still uh, making uh, it, uh, he's, hold on, Simon. No fucking way. Simon, he said it's illegal. Legal. That, that's what they said. So that's well, what I mean. If it's an illegal drug, like I, I assume, are you like saying it's morphine, illegal as in? No, it's not the, illegal. The, There's a use for it in a hospital, or you can fuck up your life if you do but it. But like fentanyl is illegal, but they have it at hospitals. No, fentanyl is not no, illegal. No, fentanyl is legal. So is rohypnol. I don't think it is. So, okay, I am so confused here. If like cocaine is illegal. is illegal. Fentanyl is illegal if you possess it. If you are on the street and a cop pulls you over and you have fentanyl, yeah. you are uh, so it's illegal. You're doing something illegal if you have it on well, you. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, no, other than that. Rohypnol is not something that grows out in the fields. No. It no. has to be made. Yes. They're not making it unless they have a use for it. Are we in agreement here? Oh, if it was growing in the fields, there's a bunch of Kyles after the club. Like, do you want to come meet me? Uh, there's this fucking field out here. I got a hey, Kyle. What Kyle? I found a field of Rohypnol, dude. It's crazy. No, but uh, do you know what I'm saying? Come yeah, on. Absolutely. Like if it's not, then it just wouldn't be around anymore. They'd be like Quaaludes where, or Bitcoin where there's only an, a finite amount that exists. I, I should have done more research. I thought they were saying it's just illegal. It's an illegal substance period. So that seemed like it'd be nip in the bud, but I'm now waiting for Tuesday when we lose three patrons named Kyle. As long as just Kyle's out there, yeah, something's gonna go down. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Kyle. Kyle and Karen are those names that just uh, have gotten a real bad rap. And huh? Kamars too. I'm still waiting to get canceled. I think you're safe with Kamara. Uh, for now. Then they talked about not going about, through the airport security. No, no, that's a whole different story. But nobody's flying, Maddie. Oh my god. Are you I, talking about your no, screen? I, I just got a notification for a clubhouse. Uh, one of the guests is MC Hammer. He's in all of them, dude. <laughs> it's crazy. He's in all of them. Every... So what what happened to Eric Weinstein on Clubhouse? Oh, we should talk about that. Well, we yeah. talked. It was woke cancel culture. We didn't really talk about it. Well, we but we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Uh, anyways, it we did. Matter. We did. We oh, did. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll talk about I the forgot, post, Joe. I'll write it down. We were on Lara. Um, Here, I'll write it lights. down for you, Simon, so Thanks, we can man. we can hit it later. They talked about um, 
Ari Shafir doing Salvia. Just a weirdness that Salvia is you could buy in the store or whatever. And then Joe mentioned, oh, look at Sam so lovingly in, in, in a reflective way uh, that I wonder if maybe it's time for him to come around or he's a persona non grata Was Sam as a guest. doing drugs then? Yes, right? And that's why him and Joe had the falling out because he was unreliable and shit? I, think, that... I think cocaine was too big a part of his life. Maybe so, he's living too reckless. Yeah, okay. That, that makes sense. And Joe distances himself from him, possibly. Something, something like that. But no, he was well part of that crew, obviously. He like holds Ari's head there as he's fallen backwards. Well, I, I, that's sort of brothers in arms. You, you, you know what I mean? Like it, it, I think maybe Sam just would come on and say things that Joe does not want said on his podcast. And Sam is a loose cannon, and he wouldn't hold anything back where other people maybe would because they're on Joe Rogan's show. Well, yeah, Sam will entertain any theory from anybody, say anything, and Joe has now decided that can be dangerous to spread this. Did you see, though, that uh, Bishop Larry Gators is no longer welcome on the program? No, he went too far for Sam. They apparently, like, I don't know, I didn't listen to the episode, but I guess he got a lot of flack for something and then said something bad about Sam. I don't know. Well, I remember, because Bishop Larry Gators personifies your etymology theory. Yeah, I know. No, but ledge. Yeah, 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 yeah. He has a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, whenever you try to do the example of it, it's the worst one, though. Technology. <laughs> Knowledge of tech. Like, what are we talking about? Lizard people. Um, <laughs> no, but, that's mine. No, Technology I, is mine. I know, but I'm just saying the bishop slowly got too much of a leash. Oh, yeah. For sure. the show. For sure. We don't <laughs> need to talk about it. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, we don't need to talk <laughs> this about This is crazy. Save it for the post, Joe. Oh, uh, okay, uh, yeah, that's that's about it. About, I mean, this was putting her on. Good for her. She sounded funny. I thought she had Roseanne energy. She'd be like a Roseanne bar. She was skinny. She wasn't always skinny. She lost 40 pounds. She yeah, sounded she looked... funny to you? Like you got a lot of like laughs out I of guess this episode? I, I, no, yeah, I don't know what's going on here with him. I, I this feel is so like off I'm in brand. Bizarro yeah. world. Yeah, not a lot of laughs though. But she was like that funny, self-deprecating woman thing. Mm-hmm. It's like guys don't like me or whatever, but I like call me more or whatever. Like she, she sounded like she knew who she was. Mm-hmm. She had self-awareness. Yeah, agreed. You know what I mean? Like I've never enjoyed listening to Liza. Eliza Schlesinger. Yeah. Because you feel like she has no self-awareness. Well, and we also know that she became a pro three years in. So then Kamar's theory goes oh, back into play. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Any event. But you it, also don't like people who are ethnic. Unless they're me. Right. Um, exactly. No, 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 yeah, no. That guy could have been an engineer. Anyway, she was on tour with him. I could have been no, an no, engineer. There are a lot of ethnic people who come on Joe Rogan's show, who you comedians who you she, do not care she, for. Well, the other guy stole my thunder, but she was on tour with Fahim Anwar. Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah. I'll say his name. In any event, I think Joe, as part of his making comedy mecca, doing all these things, also is trying to put comedians on. Just give them a platform, whether they're big or small. And I'm sorry to go back to it, but remember we said I, I made Brian Holtzman move back here? I was like, oh, no, here it comes. But he, he, he refrained from telling the story. But we didn't even give it any time. It's insane that Joe just throws out. He goes, it's crazy that they don't want you to cough or they don't want you to cheer at Disney. I hope everyone cheers at Disney. And then he goes, you know, they're losing $400 million a day at Disneyland. I think it's $400 million. Jamie, pull that up. 
Jamie, like, Jamie's having trouble finding exactly what Joe wants. And oh, Joe's like, no, no, type in Disneyland daily loss. And he's like, yeah, I did. He's like, no, no, but daily loss. He goes, he's I like, know, but yeah, did you put I Disney did. World Did you put Disney World? Yeah, I'm like, I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? I'm about to lose my shit. And then Jamie's like, they're losing $7 million a day. And Joe goes, oh, I was way off. <laughs> like, I mean, at least he admitted it. Yeah, I thought that was insane. But does that make him take pause and go, maybe I run my mouth a lot? <laughs> no, but I don't think allowed. it did. I, my mouth. I, I, don't I was just going to say, listen, we all run our mouth a lot. I do it. I'm wrong often. I, you know, this is, I don't, I give Joe a ton of passes because he's human and I still, other than this week, enjoy his show. And somehow of all Your the people. Your wrong goes out to seven, between seven and 20 people and his goes out to like, you know, substantially more. Of all the people feeling the uh, crunch right now, I think. Disney will be one of the ones that gets out okay. Well, that was the weirdest thing too is when he was talking about that, I was like, we're talking about we're talking about a multinational conglomerate here that has their hand in everything. They just released a streaming service. They own Star Wars and Marvel. Like Joe. Poor ESPN. Nazis. Yeah. Joe, what is going like, on not here? They're losing a lot of yeah. sleep over like Werner von Braun's yeah. best friend. Fuck. Oh, they're losing four hundred million a day. Like, no, they're not. They're they, making they they're making some weird lockdown insurance. That is all going to get paid for whatever. So. I bet they went for that fucking government, like, fucking grant where they're getting $100 million for every goddamn employee. My heart won't cry for Disney. No. They're a CIA uh, corporation. Don't kid yourself. They'll be just fine. Yeah, they own ESPN. That's fucking... Yeah. They, they own everything. They own all the shows. They own... Star Wars, they own Marvel. Marvel, they own every little piece of your childhood so that <laughs> when they take over the world, you're not even going to blink an eye. They've actually already showed you how they're going to do it. It's a movie called um, the one with the little robot there. Hero. No, help me out. Oh, are you uh, talking Wally. about the one from the 80s? Wally, oh, okay. where everybody's so fat that they can't walk and they're in those, that they know how the future is going to end because they've seen it in a portal. What was the Gutenberg movie? Short circuit. Yeah, hey, Lisa, a baby. your mother was a snowblower. <laughs> so he wasn't even Indian. Oh, we've already it was Steve Gutenberg. No, no, the guy the, who plays the Indian in that movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, Steve Gutenberg is definitely not Cancel Indian. Like, I would promise. Have a fucking field day with that today. Yeah, they can't even show that movie Ex anymore. Super Califragilistic. They've actually remade the movie and. Um, it's Wally. No, <laughs> they remade it as Wally. Photoed in uh, actual. Indian person. I gotcha. don't. I forget who did it, but a couple years ago, someone had some really good fucking who the fuck is Steve Gutenberg jokes. Man, I can't remember that. But <laughs> he was just a flash in the pad guy, you know, Gutenberg. But he wasn't. He was around for like a good chunk of time. I know, but where is he now? All like, of the uh, police academy movies. But you know the how Three Men and a Baby franchise. But you know how every, every <laughs> people are like in your face, and then they go away, and then they come back. That didn't happen with Gutenberg. No, like Travolta. He Everyone actually was on comings. like uh, Entourage or one of those type shows. Watch, you know, now that you said that, it's going to be like Quentin Tarantino's final movie starring Steve Gutenberg. That would be a it's Matrix Pulp Fiction moment. 3. <laughs> they don't even do a second one. They don't one. even do a two. That would be a Quentin Tarantino thing to do. Yeah. That was all my notes for Lara Beats. Bites. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Let's rate it. That's a two. Uh, I, I, I almost give it a three. It was just it was it it was a palate cleanser after what happened with the wine scene. Yeah, I was gonna come in and give this a one, but after talking about it, like she was nice, and I uh, I didn't hate the episode. I gotta give it a three as well. 
But I'm with Kamara. I think it's mostly just because I was so distraught by the rest of the week that uh, yeah, if she if she had oh. capped off a great week, she might have gotten like a three and a half, a four. You never know. And like it had not been on a Saturday. Well, that I mean, we can't. I try not to let that influence my decision because that was just rude. As it always, <laughs> as it always is. Yes, Who are we? It does tend to be rude, doesn't it? Um. All right. That was it, wasn't it? That was a show. We did it. Wow, great stuff, guys. Nice, nice work. It's recording, Kamar, I promise. No, no, I just see. Oh, what you were time watching time. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for uh, listening or watching. If you made it this far, awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, we have an Instagram and a Twitter. They're both at J-R-E-E podcast. Uh, you can follow Kamar on Instagram. At Kamar Babar. Uh, we also have a subreddit. It's r slash J-R-E-E podcast. If you want to join the conversation, always some... Uh, Fun banter over there. Fun banter. Uh, there's a YouTube. If you want to watch the show, it's youtube.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. Um, just go hit subscribe. We're on our quest for a thousand uh, subs. You don't have to hit like. You don't have to watch the video. Just go and hit subscribe. But it's better if you hit like. Uh, yeah, the, all that stuff is fine. Yeah, for sure. Subscribe. All that stuff is fine. Everyone else asked for it, so it must mean something. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it does, but re- I, baby steps, Kamar. Listen. You, hey, we're almost at 700. It's happening. Right. We're at 706. Exactly. And once you get to 1,000, it's just boom, 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 boom. Well, that's what we're hoping. So that's what I'm saying. I just, I'm just i taking a little bit from them now, and then I'm going for the whole kit and caboodle once we get to 1,000. It's like a drug dealer. You give them the first hit for free. Uh, there's also yeah, a Patreon. Don't you know anything? Yeah, come on, you fuck. Oh, wait for the Patreon. I've got very interesting news about Joe Budden. Oh, excellent. Logan Paul oh. and um, Steve-O and John Jones. Is DMX on there too? Do I see DMX? Yes, well, you okay. I have excellent. very interesting news about aliens. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there you go. So if you want to listen to that, uh, that's the post show, and you can get that on uh, the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. You can support the show for as little as $5 a month. And like we said, you get the post show for that. So go ahead and join. Uh, also, thank you so much to BetterHelp. Uh, head over to betterhelp.com slash J-R-E-E. I believe that's it. Thank you, BetterHelp. Uh, go check them Thank out. You. And uh, I think that's it. We did it. Thank you guys. Oh, my God. You're dripping fucking meat, meat juice. juice. Meat and cheese juice all over. Oh, that's nearly made me throw up. You have to share air with that guy. Gross. Gross. Thank you so much for watching or listening. We hope you have a great week or weekend. Uh, and as usual, keep your, all right. keep your eyes open.